And we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching ABL Live. You could be anywhere in the whole wide world, but you're right here with me, and I most certainly appreciate you for that. There's a whole lot going on all over the internets, all over the world, all over mainstream media, everywhere, and we're going to get into it. Uh, congratulations to Joe Biden, Creepy Joe, for apparently winning the South Carolina primary already. I've not seen any results come in, but I guess it was kind of a foregone conclusion that he was going to win. I'm seeing AP, Fox, NBC, ABC, MS-13, NBC, everybody saying that Joe Biden has won the South Carolina primary. Will he win anything else? You know, it's funny how they're trying to say that Joe Biden will win some conservative states, but he won't win any liberal, any liberal states. That's not going to help a guy running for office as a Democrat, which are liberals. But it's pretty interesting. We'll get to that pretty soon here. The Black History event at the White House. Unfortunately, I was not there. I would have loved to have been, but I wasn't. But from what I saw and from what I heard, it was a great event. You got pictures floating around of a lot of my friends and people that I've not met yet, but I consider them to be friends because they're all in the same movement as myself. They're the black conservatives praying with Trump, getting all kind of criticism. Barack Obama has pictures just like that with black folks and it's no problem. We'll get to all of that in just a moment on ABL Live. And I thank y'all for being here yet again. Most certainly appreciate you. Please hit that like button. Hit the share button. And if you're not subscribed already, I don't know what you're doing. Go ahead and subscribe right now. I most certainly appreciate y'all for being here. This is a call-in show. We get to the calls at about a nine o'clock hour. But for right now, let's talk about the things that are happening. Shout out to everybody that are longtime viewers, first-time viewers, part-time viewers, <laughs> whatever you are. Thank you for joining. But it's a whole lot happening right now all over these uh, internet streets. Did you guys see Tom Steyer dancing? <laughs> Matter of fact, before I get into a lot of the other topics that are going on, did you guys see Tom Steyer dancing to Juvenile back that, well, it's a family show, back them hind parts up? Um, <laughs> hold on, I'm gonna put it on my screen. Uh, now, I probably can't play the music because they're gonna try to strike me on YouTube. But um, matter of fact, I'll, I'll play a little bit of it. I'll just play it softly. Okay. This is Tom Steyer right here on the screen with his funny tie on stage with the rapper Juvenile from Cash Money who came out with this song like in the late 90s. <laughs> you might hear this song in, how can I say, a bar that may have no cover. You can just go in there randomly. You know, you know what I mean? Like, check it out. What are we doing? What are we doing, Tom Steyer? I mean, <laughs> like this, this is this is super cringe. This is like drunk dad. I don't understand what's going on. If you're trying to get black folks that way, I mean, that's not really how you're gonna achieve it. I mean, I, I would say just come with some policy or do something different and make yourself be somebody that people want to vote for or care about at all. And thank you for uh, listening to this on an audio streaming platform. If you are, you can't see it. 
Uh, Tom Steyer is on the stage somewhere, I'm presuming in South Carolina, uh, because you got the primary going on right there. And he has his regular dress shirt on, a light blue dress shirt with his funny tie that he always has. It, it might be his wife or his daughter or somebody behind him. They're kind of just awkwardly dancing. Think Elaine from Seinfeld. The good news is that there's an American flag behind them, which is something new for Democrats. Usually when they're on stage, there's no American flag because apparently it is as offensive as a Confederate flag to them. But that's a different story. And I'll move on. <laughs> OK, so that's quite enough for that. Tom Steyer, I don't know what your what your thought process is, sir, but I, I'm not I'm not drawn to go out there to the poll. What I'm drawn to do is have a hearty laugh, like straight from my gut out to the public to laugh at what's going on, at at the cringe that I see. Okay, that was crazy. But hey, hey, when you're trying to get them votes, you got to do whatever you can. Hillary Clinton got to come with a truckload of uh, hot sauce. Joe Biden got to pretty much do whatever he can. Uh, and Bloomberg trying to copy Trump talking about blacks for Bloomberg. Ain't no blacks for Bloomberg. You got blacks for Trump. And that's a great segue into the Black Voices for Trump event at the White House. Well, the Black History event at the White House is kind of coinciding with the Black Voices for Trump and the things that we're doing. Um, This event was great. Unlike Tom Steyer, we're not going to be in there dancing and all that kind of stuff like that. We're going to actually be at the table, sitting with Trump, talking to him. You're going to the White House. You are able to enjoy a great speech about what's happening with the economy and things like that. You know, it, it was a really good thing. Um, a lot of people were there. It was a packed house. And um, there was one picture in particular that made uh, the news. Well, this has really been floating around in black media and they're trying to really um, disparage us. But before I pull it up, I'm gonna get another picture ready so you can, so I can kind of compare and contrast. Yes, Blacks for Bloomberg, you don't know. Yes, he did come out with a group called Blacks for Bloomberg. I'm not really sure who's in Blacks for Bloomberg. If it has more than a few members, I have no idea, but I did see a commercial talking about that. But uh, now there's another picture with Obama basically doing the same thing hold on let me see if i can find it i will cue it up oh there we go perfect all right so now this is a tale of two pictures i'm gonna show you one and you'll see the responses from it and then i'll show you a different one and tell me if you heard anything about this now Here's a picture that people are really kind of triggered about. As you can see, you got Trump there praying at the desk and a lot of uh, black conservatives are with him. I think the lady right there with the blonde hair, I think that's Paula White, if I'm not mistaken. And for all you guys, let me know in the comments. I'm not, I don't know a lot about people like Paula White. I, th I think that might be her. And, you know, you have Diamond and Silk right here. You have Paris Denard. You have my man, Derek Gradenigo. You have Avita King, you have um, Stacey Washington, Rob Smith, um, Angela Stanton King, Daryl Scott. A lot of, you know, very powerful people in the black conservative movement and politics in general. Terrence Williams is right here. 
he was sitting right next to Trump. And they're praying with him. They're talking about, oh, they're they're praising their slave master. Uh, they're in a sunken place. I'm seeing all kind of celebrities, people that you would see on television from years ago that still might see today. Uh, Tashina Arnold, she played Pam for Martin. Laz Alonzo, I mean, Isaac Hayes' son, if I'm not mistaken, came out and said a few things. I'm like, wow, really? People that I liked in the past, you coming out and speaking against this. Why is it wrong for these people to pray with the president and to pray for the president because this guy is leading the nation. You know, it shouldn't matter who the leader is. You should pray for him because you want him to succeed because if the president succeeds, if the cabinet succeeds, if the government, if all three branches succeed, then we all succeed, right? That's kind of how it goes, okay? You get all kind of negativity because of that picture. Now, contrast that with this picture with Mr. Obama it's the same thing going on. I would not be surprised if some of the same people that were in the picture you saw before were in this one. I don't think that there is, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were because it's all about just trying to pray for somebody and trying to, you know, want in the best for them. Now, this appears to be later on in his presidency. This is not just because, you know, hope and change. I just, I'm just coming in. It's a big moment. You see some salt and pepper starting to creep in this might be second term obama so they're praying for him wanting the best for him i never heard anybody call these people coons and uncle toms and sellouts and all this and that you know it's it's really interesting how that works the same thing is going on in this picture but it's okay because it's obama see that lets me know that people who were talking about that picture in a negative way aren't really mad at anything other than it's just trump you could take Trump out and put Obama in and it'll all be fine. Nobody would say you're trying to worship him and you praising him and nothing like that. You would just say, oh, they're looking out for him. They're praying for him. They're praying for the country. They want the best for the country. They want the best for the federal government to run a nation very well, especially what you got going on right now with the coronavirus. You know, you don't want that to creep in. You don't want the Chinese situation happen over here. You want us to be safe. So. What that what the comments really told me, what it showed me was people's uh, biases they already had. People didn't like us black conservatives to begin with, and they don't like the president. So this is why you have a lot of these black groups and black organizations, because let, let, let you try to be a guy like me and, you know, maneuver within you know the so-called black community dealing with family and friends it can be really vicious and people like that that were coming to negatively are a part of it but i also saw a lot of you guys out there and people in general that saw that picture and got a lot of strength from it they're saying that it's inspiring that it touched them so that's what really matters and i think those that enjoyed the picture those that enjoyed the experience those that really appreciate what was going on and appreciate us being able to pray for the president i think those are the ones that really matter though the haters ain't really going to matter as much not at all they're not going to matter because we're going to succeed when it's all said and done okay so i'm not even worried about it at all we're going to keep on rocking and rolling uh like i said from the beginning joe biden won south carolina He's gaining some endorsements. I think he gained Terry McAuliffe, the former governor of Virginia. But unfortunately for him, he's not going to win too much. Like I said from the beginning, he's not going to win too much anymore. That'll pretty much be a wrap. Um, I want to see what, how the whole thing plays out as far as the results are concerned from 
South Carolina. If he wins with a big margin, which he probably won't, but he may. If he wins with a big margin, you'll be able to see that same kind of pattern duplicate itself throughout parts of the South. But he will not be able to really overcome Bernie. They're talking about Bernie's going to win California with a runaway. Um, man, it's looking like Bernie's going to be the guy. So you're going to have Bernie Sanders up against Trump. Now, how are you going to go out there as any American, regardless of what color you are, and support a guy like Bernie Sanders? I mean, do you want communism at your front door? Do you want to send in a line to be able to get a bottle of water, a loaf of bread? Is that what you want to do? This man said that food lines are good because it means you have food. It's like, really? You want to have food lines? So this is a guy that was on record. He was not a young man. This man, lucky, might have had two hairs left on his head and was fully gray talking about bread lines are good. And for all, let me know in the comments. So is that the guy you want to have to be your president? I don't know. So it's, it seems kind of weird. People would be kind of like against Trump and not saying anything about anybody over there on their particular side of the aisle and who they really want to vote for. It's interesting, but hey, it is what it is. And I thank y'all for being here. I most certainly appreciate you. Please like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Uh, you're right about that. Uh, El Dorado, El Dorado, who says 5,000 people died last week from regular flu. Corona is nothing different. Exactly. Corona is just a new virus that we don't really know um, how to combat necessarily. I mean, we know the basic things like any kind of respiratory illness, you know, uh, wash your hands, uh, you know, sanitize certain areas, like the basic things that you would do with a cold. If you are sneezing, you no, know, go into your elbow, sneeze that way. Don't go like this, sneeze into your hands. Just real basic things that you would understand how to operate when you're talking about the flu or the cold. Just during cold season, when people start to get sick, you understand how to protect yourself. But it's just a new thing. That's all. Um, not much different than anything else that has been, um, that has existed before. I mean, you're talking about what, like um, coronavirus, not coronavirus, you're talking about H1N1, SARS, all kind of stuff like that. Matter of fact, I think I have a map saved somewhere. If I could find it, I'm going to pull it up. Oh, here it is. Shout out to my man, Jack Posobit, for the map. But this map pretty much, it, it, it kind of illustrates the other things that we've had, the other outbreak, you know, disease scares, if you will, that have happened throughout the years. Let me see if I can pull it up. Okay. Now there's a scale here that the lighter color, that's no reported cases up to the black color, which is more than 10,000 cases. Now you can see SARS up here. That was November 02 to July 03. You see kind of what was going on. Interesting how China had the most cases again back then, but I digress. H1N1 was April 09 to October 10. And look at all the black. I mean, it was everywhere. North America, Brazil, uh, what was that Argentina, Russia, China, Australia, India, everywhere. South Africa, all of Western Europe, every, everywhere. That was H1N1. Do you hear about that anymore? And then you had MERS. That's, a, you know, that's more like Middle East. Uh, Zika was everywhere. That was in 2015 to 2016. Uh, and now you have COVID-19, which is what we know as the coronavirus. 
And of course, China is mostly black. You have some in, uh, what's that? Ir- Iran, Iran, North America a little bit. Ebola, that was what, 2013? That wasn't too bad at all for anybody outside of parts of West Africa. Okay, so just put it into perspective. And then, like I said, in the video I did today, uh, 80,000 people died from the flu in the 2017 winter. And from 2017 to 2018, that winter, 80,000 Americans died from the flu. Now, understand that you're not going to have that many people infected from coronavirus over here or COVID-19. I understand that, but just put it into perspective. It's not like going to be the end of the world. I think we'll be just fine, especially since we're able to contain it and we're not going to have a lot of people that come from that particular part of the world over here. And you have access to medical treatment a little bit more than you may have in a place like China or maybe even better medical treatment. And we're not as densely populated like China. We got a lot of people now. So if it were to hit like a LA County or something like that, that'd be different. But I mean, Wuhan, like 20 million people. There's no city in the USA that has many people in it. That's like an entire state worth of people in one city. And then that's not even the metro area. The metro area is like 50 million people. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. Yep. So it is what it is. It's not really too much to worry about. I think people are just kind of uh, overreacting and the media is not making it any better. They're trying to say that Trump's not doing right. He's not responding to it properly. Same thing with the left. Then they try to say that Trump said that the um, coronavirus was a hoax. He did not say it was a hoax. He's trying to talk about what the left are saying about his reaction to the coronavirus. That's the hoax. It's the same thing as the impeachment kerfuffle and everything else that they do. You know, the, the Russia gate is the same thing. You're not giving enough money. You're trying to muzzle the disease expert, this, this, that, and the third. It's like, man, come on. We don't got no time for that. Like, let's put the attack into the side. Let's put the partisan politics to the side. And let's make sure that we keep the country safe. And it was crazy when they asked Amy Klobuchar at the debate, hey, uh, this whole coronavirus thing is happening right now. If you needed to close southern border to protect American citizens, would you do it? She's kind of like hemming and hawing. Oh, I don't look, man. If you got to close the border, then close the border. If it doesn't make sense to close the border because of the virus, then don't do it. If it does, then do it. Simple. You know, people want to, you know, have these politically correct answers when there's no sense in even doing that, especially not right now when we're trying to really get some things rocking and rolling properly. All righty. Let me see. Oh, okay. Viruses don't have cures. Whatever, a vaccine, uh, treatment, something. A, a way to prevent from dying because of the virus. How about that? Yep. And the numbers we're getting from China, I wouldn't trust it at all. People are saying, um, you know, the, the rate is this, the rate is that. We have no way of really knowing what the rate is because we don't know what the actual uh, infection rate is. Uh, Greta Thunberg versus the oil company. I've not heard about that at all. What happened? I've not heard about that at all. People are saying that it's too early to call the Joe Biden uh, to say to call the South, South Carolina primary. I, I said it was too early, too, but all news sources are saying that it's going to be Joe Biden. And as far as the coronavirus, I think it's not really a big deal at all. You know, just uh, 
I think the main thing we can do right now is just keep the travel restricted and not expose ourselves too much to people that are in particular parts of the world where there's a big uh, epicenter or a big outbreak. Outbreak. All right, let me see. <laughs> well, thank y'all for being here. And shout out to the Super Chatters already. You guys are funny. Shout out to my man, Jonestown Autopsy, who says, coronavirus makes you look like Maxine Waters with the clown emoji. Hilarious. Uh, shout out to Justin Miller, who says, my random question of the day, if you contracted coronavirus and were forced into quarantine for an indefinite amount of time, who would you choose to spend it with? Warren, AOC, or Bernie? <laughs> Well, that's a good question. Some of y'all will say AOC because of how she looks, but black men don't cheat. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> uh, Pocahontas, I'm not trying to be lied to for forever. I'm going to pick Bernie because Bernie, I can at least laugh at because he's a character. He's like a, a, a real live Simpsons character mixed with like a South Park character. So it'd be funny. It'd be entertainment. You understand? If I had no TV or nothing like that, no way to communicate, no way to entertain myself, or no books, no nothing, then give me Bernie because he'd be funny at least to hang out with 100%. Alrighty. But thank you all for joining. Um, what else we got going on? It's a whole lot happening. Let me get to my list I have. Oh, shout out to the United States government, to Trump, to everybody involved for brokering a peace deal with the Taliban to pull troops out of Afghanistan. Now, um, from what I'm reading on Politico, it says conditions-based withdrawal will be complete within 14 months if Taliban keeps their end of the bargain. Now, will they do that? I'm not really sure as far as the Taliban is concerned, but if we're trying to actually pull out, we have a deal in place and we want to just exit, then let's go ahead and do it. It's been a very long time. What's it been, like 19 months or something? Oh, not 19 months, 19 years, a, a very long time. So why not just go ahead and leave right now? What are we doing over there? What will it benefit us to continue to be over there? Let's go ahead and leave. Now, people were trying to say, I, I remember just like a few months ago, if not even that long, people were saying that Trump's trying to get into World War III because of the attack on the Iranian general, Qasem Soleimani. Remember that? Now we're talking about leaving Afghanistan. So we pulled some troops from northern Syria. Hopefully that'll be next to get out of Syria. We pulled troops from there. Now we're trying to pull totally out of Afghanistan. I say, go ahead and do it. Let's get it. But do you guys think that the Taliban will keep the end of the bargain? That's what I want to know. Will they actually do it? I, I, I don't really know myself. I think that it would be um, just kind of up to them, really. It'd really be up to them to see what we're going to do. All righty. <laughs> Let me see. But I'm reading some of the comments here. You guys are great. But we'll see. I, I want to I wanna see what they're going to do. And any other conflict, we can stay out of as well. We're not going to go into Iran. People are saying we're going to go to Iran. We're not going to do that. Uh, Afghanistan we're leaving there and what he said I think at CPAC it might have been he was like we're not trying to be the world police he said that over and over again we don't we, we don't want to be the world police we're not the global arbitrators we're, we're just not that we're just trying to 
do what's best for our country. That's it. We're not trying to fight for other countries. We're trying to do things that benefit us. Being in Afghanistan for years and years and years with no real positive results has no benefit for us. People say, oh, well, it's because of the poppy. I mean, you can grow poppy in other places aside from Afghanistan. It's not really a big deal, you know. So we're going to leave Afghanistan, and that's what I'm all about. Now, Christopher W. says the oil company made a sticker of Greta and showed it and showed her getting. Wait, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I can't say that. This is a family show. Oh, okay, so basically they made an explicit sticker of Greta Thunberg. You can't be doing stuff like that because number one, Greta Thunberg is underage. So that right there, you can get locked up for that. Number one, number two, um, that's just that's just outside of what we should be doing. But definitely the underage thing. Now nah, you can't be doing stuff like that. So nah, I don't know what they're thinking about doing. That. Like, why would you even do that? That's just kind of weird. But the oil company, we're talking about like an oil company, like BP, Exxon. What are we talking We're talking about like a, a small company. Like, let me figure out what's going on. Did, did the company do that themselves? Or was it like some kind of offshoot doing it for the oil company? That's what I want to know. All right. But what else we got here? Um, oh, wow. I almost forgot about this. Did you guys see the Bernie Bros? Or in this particular case, it was a Bernie sis acting up. Did you see that? Now, this Bernie girl who calls herself a burner went to Democrat Party officials' houses at night with a bullhorn and a flashlight outside of the house talking about, we don't want any shenanigans happening at the primary. We want, um, what was it, like transparency or something. Basically saying, don't screw Bernie out of the primary as you did last time. Now, that's up for debate whether he got screwed or not. Maybe he got screwed out of the nomination last time, or maybe he sold it to the highest bidder, which was Hillary Clinton. Because right after he got, quote unquote, screwed out of the nomination in 2016, he supported Hillary Clinton. So, and then he runs again this time. So I'm like, okay, if the DNC took the nomination from you. Then you go out here and support Hillary Clinton and you come back and run with the same party and you have faith in them. They won't happen again. Like, I don't understand what's going on. What are we really doing? So I don't know. Anyway, the girl came to this man's house, not just one guy. Uh, and the guy was a democratic, uh, party chair in Nevada. She also came to, or went to two California officials houses. One was the, uh, Secretary of State in California. Another one was the uh, chairman of the Democratic Party in California. Like, look, okay. If you want to protest, that's fine. I got no problem with that. Freedom of speech. Go for it. I have no issue with you protesting, but don't come to my house. I do have guns and I'm looking for a reason to defend myself. I'm a nonviolent person. I never harm or fly. But if a fly bit me, I'm going to swat it. You understand? I'm not looking for trouble, but don't come find me. Leave me alone. Don't come to my house. Simple. I don't care nothing about free speech. Nothing. Just don't come to my house. You can, if I'm, if I'm out in public, you can walk up on me. Not, not like sneak up on me, but you can like approach me. You could talk to me. If I'm at some kind of political event, you could protest, do whatever you want to do, but don't come to my house. Now, the guy 
black guy, by the way, which is funny. He came outside because he was being harassed at his house at night. Flashlight all in the window. He came out and said, hey, you guys are crossing the line here. We don't care about that. We want to have, uh, I forget what the word was they used. Basically, they wanted to have transparency in the whole thing. The police were called, but by the time the police got there, they had left. Now, they're talking about, oh, we got freedom of speech. We're able to protest and all that in the third. I'm like, okay, if you have the freedom of speech, you can protest. Why would you leave when the police come or before the police come? Because you know you're not doing the right thing. You know you could get arrested. Really, that's called trespassing, disturbing the peace, all of that. Just from being out there on somebody's property at night, flashing the light, uh, harassment, disturbing the peace, trespassing, all of that. But some people ain't gonna some they're not, they're not gonna call the police. They might just go ahead and pop that cannon. I don't condone that, but some people are gonna do that. Don't come to my house. That's it. You know that's that's pretty much all that it is. Now Bernie has had a history, not himself, of course, but of his protesters doing things that are just really crazy. Remember at that rally where a guy wearing a black guns, G-U-N-S, Guns Matter shirt, got into a fight with a Bernie bro. The Bernie bro, sorry, did just run up on him and started swinging. White guy swinging on the white dude because he had on a black Guns Matter shirt. These guys are just a few trees short of a forest, a few fries short of a Happy Meal, you know, they just ain't all the way there. You know, they got a few screws loose. Anyway, that was a mild one compared to the guy that chump that tried to kill Steve Scalise and a bunch of other people out there, Republicans that were out there at the congressional baseball game practice. Steve Scalise almost died because of a Bernie bro. I've not heard about any Trump supporter hurting anybody like that at all. The closest thing you have is a so-called MAGA bomber, but that guy allegedly was a Bernie bro like two weeks before that, okay? But he sent some quote-unquote pipe bombs and nobody got hurt. I don't know if they actually worked or what was going on, but nobody actually got hurt from that. But the Bernie bros are doing fighting, shooting, coming to people's houses, they're crazy. And what are they gonna do when he loses? Because he's gonna lose the election if he gets that far because they're talking about broker convention that could happen. I doubt that it would happen. I think he might get a nomination straight in the way, but they're talking about broker convention out there in Milwaukee, if I'm not mistaken, at the DNC. Now, if that happens, what are they gonna do? That's gonna be a problem because they're gonna say, okay, they're gonna steal it from him again. They won't let him get it. And if he doesn't get it, what's gonna be the reaction at that point inside a Democratic Party? You can't blame us on the right. It's not our fault. We didn't do it. So. I don't see the point in the birdie bro coming to a conservative rally and harassing us. You just saw it out there in Nevada with the Bernie sis going to a Democratic Party officials' houses. They ain't gonna mess with us, really, because they'll lose the nomination. They'll go and attack the Democrats. They'll attack Biden supporters. They'll attack Pocahontas supporters. They'll attack Klobuchar supporters. They'll attack um, uh, Tom Steyer supporters or Bloomberg supporters and Democratic Party officials. That shouldn't be happening, but I think they have an eye on it just to make sure that it doesn't and they stay safe regardless of what the situation is, okay? But what are they gonna do? I hope they don't really go too far over and above at the call of duty, not at all. <laughs> Bernie is a beta, that's right, uh, rapper 10,000. 
Yeah, they're crazy. The, like the Bernie bros, I think the excuse that the Bernie campaign or maybe even Bernie himself gave was, oh, well, you got a few people on the internet that act crazy. Just a few people on the internet only. I mean, <laughs> there have been plenty of cases of not just online harassment, but offline harassment, people getting hurt and shot, almost killed and everything else. So I, I think it's gone a little bit further than just, you know, some online knuckleheads releasing some tension. It's a little bit deeper than that. 1000%. Oh, yeah, you got to vote. That's right. Uh, I know I'm going to uh, butcher your name. Cheekness? Uh, I, I know. I, I'm sorry I messed it up. But anyway, um, yeah, you got to vote. Super Tuesday is Tuesday coming up. Today is the last day of February. Sunday is March 1st. So Super Tuesday, that's March 3rd. That's Tuesday. So um, if you vote on that day, go out early soon as you can and vote just do it there's, there's no reason for you not to do it it's free just go ahead and cast your vote and let it be heard and for real i predict that it's not going to be a lot of uh, people there it's not going to be a big crowd like election day you know like the like the general election it's not going to be a big crowd so go ahead go out there before you go to work after you get off or whenever you get a chance and vote i'll be doing it first thing in the morning and i will have you voted by mail? Hey, there it is. Shout out to you. Shout out to you if you were early voting, voting by mail or whatever it is. Go ahead and do that. But if you've not voted yet and you're on Super Tuesday, go ahead and vote on Tuesday. And whenever your particular state votes, vote that day if you've not voted already or if you cannot early vote before then. If you can't early vote, go ahead and do that. But I like to go down there and uh, cast my ballot. And I will post my picture with my sticker so you know that it is no game. 1,000%. Let me see. Admiral Wasteland says Obama didn't win in both elections for South Carolina. Neither will Biden. Well, Obama, you're saying he did not win South Carolina? Biden did win South Carolina. Maybe you're talking about he did not win the first couple of primaries. And the thing about <laughs> Obama, Obama was a whole different animal. Obama was something new, something different, came out of nowhere. Biden ain't that. Biden been in government since the 70s. And he's been the vice president before for eight years recently. He was the previous president's vice president. So everybody knows who this guy is. Biden just don't have the juice. They're trying to say, oh, well, Obama didn't do well. Like comparing Barack Obama to Joe Biden is like comparing a brand new car with like five miles on it that did not have any miles on it before it got five and started to roll versus an old beat down 1987 Eldorado with 400,000 miles, a bad alternator, no brakes, bald tires, um, a shotgun blast exhaust, all of that. You understand? Like, you about to break down. You are one gallon of water away from breaking down on the interstate in a snowstorm without a way to even get to off the interstate. You understand? Barack Obama is like a, a brand new uh, a jumbo jet just going wherever he wants to go. That's what he was in 2008 campaign. But now Joe Biden ain't that. Trump, however, is a, just a, a, a streamlined jet, just cruising, just cruising. And you can't really stop him. So it is what it is. All righty. Yeah, they're they, they going to call me racist for talking about um <laughs> for talking about Obama. That's hilarious. But hey, 
that's that's pretty much where we at nowadays. I get called racist by a uh, random white liberal who wants a virtue signal. Like you're gonna tell me that I'm bad for me. I think that I know if I'm good for me or not versus a stranger who does not know me saying that I'm bad for me. You know, that whole thing doesn't make any sense at all, but it is what it is. Uh, Damien said, check out the New York Post about black Trump supporters on the rise. Now, when did that come out? I want to see this, actually, because it might be some good information in there or some bad information. Oh, we're definitely on the rise. Please, please believe we're on the rise. Don't don't be confused. You may see um, Joe Biden win pretty heavily or he, he may win pretty convincingly in South Carolina because of the black vote. But there's a lot of other black folks that are not going to vote for a Joe Biden in South Carolina and other states. Will it be the majority? Not quite yet, but it'd be more black folks that vote for Trump than in 2016 and more than voted for Mitt Romney in 2012 and more than voted for John McCain in 2008. It's a, it's a constant thing. We're constantly rising 1000% February 12th. Okay. I'm going to check it out. Thank you, uh, Damien. I appreciate it. All right. BB seven GG. No cursing, please. In the chat. If you could do that for me, I'd appreciate it. But why would you legalize all drugs? I don't understand. Drugs have become decriminalized in certain parts of the country. You want to guess where they are? Take a wild guess. Okay. Freeattle, Washington. San Fran, uh, Cisco. Los Angeles. I saw a video from Seattle where a homeless group were in a tent cooking meth. And then the small lab they had blew up and the tent caught on fire. They stood at the tent for like, it seemed like an eternity trying to figure out what they're going to do to put out the fire. One dude spit on the fire to try to put it out. I'm talking about the fire is raging. The whole tent, the whole half of the tent is engulfed. He spit on the fire after like five minutes of sitting there looking at it. Okay. Do you want that just to be randomly? And this, this is not just in some kind of random place. This is like in the business location. You got a guy working, a mechanic trying to get to his truck. Here comes a meth lab on the side of the road blowing up. And then they are just looking like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like just brain dead. They're fighting each other. The one guy uh, was, in, was in the street laying down. Like he might've been halfway dead. OD and he gets up, fights the girl. It was crazy. It was a mess. That's what free drugs, that, not free drugs. That's what legalized drugs get you. Because anybody, anybody getting arrested, ain't no police or nothing. They just doing whatever they want to do. I mean, and then of course, San Francisco, you know, you have doo-doo on the ground. Check it out. You're trying to go to a nice little bistro, right? You're trying to enjoy your day in San Francisco, hanging out, chilling. You're eating your, um, your Reuben sandwich, which is a nice little beverage. Here comes the dude, pulls his pants down, and doo-doo's right in your line of sight. You can just see directly the jank come out, okay, at the cafe when you outside. That's, that's drugs. People could say mental illness. No, no, no. Drugs. People are mentally ill, all right, because they're on drugs. Some are mentally ill in general, but drugs is what fuels all of this. The tents you see with all the just nastiness, 
in the disarray and the rats and the cats and the bats and all that kind of good stuff just being in one area that's because people are on drugs and they don't understand how to keep their area free from all the garbage and the needles and the human waste all that kind of stuff okay that's what's going on in places like san francisco seattle aka free there's no enforcement on the drugs at all they've been told stand down if you see a junkie banging needles on the side of the street stand down i saw a video where um a little girl was being walked to school by her mom or somebody a fiend is right there with needle like this imagine being a little kid walking by that how safe is that he might just decide you know what i'm gonna shoot right now i'll poke you with it boom now you got hiv drugs i've lived in the drug infested environment before and i don't want to go back to it i refuse to go back to it not going to happen so nah people can say they want to legalize drugs but then when you have the consequences of legalized drugs you don't want to you don't know how to deal with it at that point then you start doing stuff like uh needle exchanges injection sites and all that kind of bs you know you, you don't want that at all so it is what it is yeah open air drug markets you don't want that oh i saw that i saw oprah fall um people are saying uh what what they say they said that oh it's uh it's catching up with her because she hates on black men so much i think she just fell you know i don't, I don't think she fainted or nothing like that she may have fainted but i don't think that's what i think she just fell she just tripped you know it was a pretty colossal fall i heard a thud I'm surprised she didn't actually, you know what I mean, damage herself a little bit more. She was straight, but she got kind of that that rock solid build. Yeah, Oprah fell on stage. Yes, um, she was talking. Ironically enough, she was talking about balance. Ironically enough, and she just took a, took a couple of steps and tripped and fell, but it wasn't like that bad. She was able to kind of like get back up without any assistance, so she was okay. But people are trying to say that it's like because she hates on black men. I don't, I don't think it's that deep. I think she just fell. People fall and it happens. It wasn't like Wendy Williams when she fell out, like when she fainted, like, you know, like a sack of potatoes. It won't like that. Alrighty. Exactly, Damien. He says, I'm from the Bronx. In the 90s, there were dope fiends on every corner compared to now. Exactly. It, it was like that until uh, it got cleaned up, probably by who, Giuliani? Came in there, cleaned everything up. Yeah, you don't want to see stuff like that. The, the fiends everywhere. I could tell you, I've been I've been in a crack house before. I was in a crack house when I was like five. That's a that's a story I'm gonna put in the book. I can't tell the whole story right now because there's certain people involved I can't mention. But yeah, I've I seen stuff like that, man. You don't want to be in there. You, you don't want to be in that kind of environment. But shout out to everybody in the uh, building. Thank you to all the super chatters. Thank you to Miriam Vidal, who says Joe Biden is Joe Biden is very excited to have won a Senate seat in West Carolina. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. It's like, sir, you're not running for Senate anymore. You've not been in the Senate since 2009 and you're not going to be in there anymore. And you were in the Senate in Delaware. You're in South Carolina, sir. Do you even know that? Then he was like, OK, I'm in North South Carolina. He was a mess. Obviously, Joe Biden does not have his faculties anymore. So we should just go ahead, drop out, go home with his family. Speaking of guys that are kind of losing it, um, Chris Matthews got 
Um, Tim Scott confused for another guy that's running in South Carolina. I forget my man's name. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, he got Tim Scott confused for Jamie Harrison. <laughs> and then the guy was in the in the clip at the end. That was hilarious. Hold on. Jamie, I see you standing next to the guy you're going to beat right there, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Lindsey Graham. Tim Scott. Tim Scott. <laughs> Jamie? Tim Scott. Who's that? That's, that's him right there. <laughs> that, that is not Tim Scott at all. That is Tim Scott. This guy is not Tim Scott. That's Jamie Harrison. Tim Scott. Hey, I'm sorry. Oh, it's look at his face. <laughs> to the other center, Tim Scott, what am I saying? Big mistake. Mistaken identity, sir. Sorry. Tell me how you're going to beat uh, Lindsay. That, Everybody knows <laughs> Lindsay. Come on. Come on, Chris Matthews. We got to tighten up, man. But anyway, I thought that was funny. But, um... Super Chats, we got a few more. Let me read them off right quick. Thank you to Joe Mitchell, who says, hello from Ireland. Thank you coming from Ireland. I most certainly appreciate you. Shout out to William Garcia, who says, ABO would need the elephant in the room t-shirt. Hashtag Uncle Corn Pop for retirement 2020. <laughs> I'm going to get that one for sure. The elephant in the room. Yes, I'm going to do that one. Thank you for that, man. I definitely appreciate you. And that's a great uh, way to mention my store. If you like these hats and whatnot, I have a bunch of other hats and T-shirts and hoodies and coffee mugs and stickers on my store, ablmerch.com. Again, that is ablmerch.com. Thank you to Justin Miller, who says, my random question of the day, if you contracted... Oh, I already answered that one. Yeah. And shout out to... Um, uh, Charles Hunter Jr. for your donation. I most certainly appreciate you, boss. Thank you. There was something there, but it's not there anymore. But thank you for your donation. Shout out to Claudia Dawkins for your donation, who says, thanks for being you. Well, hey, it's, it's no problem. Thank you all for being here, for letting me do what I do. I appreciate you. Shout out to Edward Mason, who says, West Carolina is one of 57 states Obama visited. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. You know, the whole thing about that many states talking about you spell respect, R-S-P-C-T. He doesn't get much, much kickback from that. But if Trump misspells a word on Twitter, then it's the end of the world, like the Kofefe and stuff like that. That, that. that was a whole big thing. The Kofefe, I guess he was trying to say coffee or something. I don't know. But that got so big that Google intervened because people were searching what the term actually means in Google Translator. And in Arabic, it's anglicized to actually be a phrase talking about strength or power or something. I forget what it is. But then they change the translation to say like gibberish or something. All of that for a typo on Twitter. But you could say there are 57 states and there's no problem. You could just spell the word totally wrong live on stage and that's okay. I don't know. It's a, it's a weird time. I think a big part of this is because social media has become so big and it's become ever present in people's lives that anything you say or do online gets magnified by 10 or I can't even by an infinite number. If those that don't like you get a hold of it and they have the power to be able to magnify it, that's kind of what's going on. Uh, thank you to Allison Rhesus. Hopefully I didn't put your name who says if pro is the opposite of kind, what is the opposite of progress? Uh, Congress. <laughs> All righty. Uh, thank you for your donation. I definitely appreciate you. And that, that was good. I, I like that a lot. I, I, I like that a lot. 100%. Very good. All righty. 
Thank you to everybody for being here. Robert coming from San Francisco. Hey, I'm glad you're out there and, and you're safe. Hopefully you're safe in San Francisco, 100%. And thank you to Damien who says, to all download Trump supporters, please stand up. Yes, please stand up. If you don't want to stand up because you got family, you got friends, all this, that, and the third, I can kind of understand to a certain point. What I want you to do before anything else is to go out there and vote appropriately. Don't allow people to bully you into not voting for who you want to vote for because once you're in that booth, it's just you and your ballot, and that's it, and nobody else there. But I think if more of us come out, we may outnumber those that are on the opposing side. At least people that understand politics, really. A lot of people are just kind of passively dealing with politics and not really in it at all. It's a lot more of us than people really understand. The rapper 10,000 says, I'm dealing with a racist political science teacher who made this statement. There were no black conservatives or Republicans, unlike in a Democratic Party. Really? I mean, when they say worry, what do they mean? What's the context of that? Like at a particular point in history, like when there's, there's always black conservatives, you know, there's more black Democrats now, but there's always been black conservatives. That's never not been a thing. It's just a matter of how many of us are conservative, how many of us aren't. And I think we're starting to grow up. Um, and gain more people as time progresses. Yep, 100%. Alrighty. But yes, please go out there and vote in the primary. If you vote Tuesday, Super Tuesday, it's coming up this Tuesday, March 3rd, because tomorrow is March 1st. Tuesday will be two days later. March 3rd, go out there and vote if you're able to or whenever your primary is, if you've not voted already. Some of you guys are already voted through mail-in, early voting, and that's great. Shout out to you. But if you've not voted yet um, and you can't early vote, go out there and vote Super Tuesday or whenever your particular election is in your state. Mine, Super Tuesday, I'm going to be out there bright and early voting ASAP. As soon as I get up, as soon as they're ready, as soon as they open, I'm, I'm going to be in there casting my vote. And it'd be quick because I don't think it's going to be a super big turnout. Not like the general election. The the average person will not vote except for in a general election. I mean, I like, I like for that to be changed, of course. But I think anybody that can go out there and vote in the primary should do it. And if people don't know about it, tell a friend to tell a friend. Say, hey, you know about the primary? Go out there and vote. 100%. It's, it's a free thing. It's your right. Utilize your right. Go out there and vote. That's right, Bill from the Hills, who says, get all of your friends, family, co-workers registered to vote. Yes. Get everybody registered to vote. It's easy. It's quick. Get them registered. Go out there. Vote. You're going to need all hands on deck because I think we're going to win pretty convincingly. But, you know, it's going to be some funny business going on. You got a lot of these Democratic states is, you know, uh, no voter ID and stuff like that. They may try to be some, uh, there may be some voter fraud, some stealing of votes, dead people voting. You don't want that to happen. So you definitely want to go out there and vote 1000%. VJ says, introduced Biden at his South Carolina rally playing funk music. Hilarious. <laughs> hey, but you got to do it. You out there, South Carolina, you know, you got Tom Steyer dancing with Juvenile talking about back that thing up, you know, doing the cringy Elaine from Seinfeld dancing to rap music on stage with the rapper. That was crazy. I'm like, why would you pick Juvenile out of all the guys in the world? It's like, 
I don't understand. There was no, there was no point in doing that. All it does for me is just give me some material to use on social media and so I can cringe and laugh at it and have fun with it. It didn't do anything for him. I mean, I don't I don't really understand that whole thing. Maybe they think, okay, we're going to South Carolina. There's a lot of black folks, so let's get a random rapper. And they have lists of people that you can actually book and it'll tell you how much they cost and stuff like that. Um, true story. And it probably went through the book and it said, okay, uh, here's a hot song from the 90s. It costs this much, not a whole lot of money. Okay, book them. And then he's up there with Juvenile talking about back that thing up. That's probably what happened. But I'm just kind of shooting from the hip, so maybe I'm incorrect about that. I have no idea. Okay. Bile Soccer 420 says only 39% and Biden winner. Hold on. Let me see the actual uh, South Carolina primary results. Okay. Right now, it's 50%, but that's... Okay, it's it's forty percent in, with fifty percent. So I think you might have been saying only forty percent in and Biden won. Yeah, they, they were calling Biden winning with zero percent in. <laughs> they called Biden winning as soon as the polls closed, because everybody knows he's going to win because Joe Biden has a foothold in the black community because of his proximity to Barack Obama, and that's the only reason why he won. He is he was polling way far and beyond anybody in South Carolina. It wasn't even close, like almost 50%, really. So that was a pretty easy one to select because the other guys pretty much split votes between them. I think uh, Bernie and or Tom Steyer may be number one and number two, respectively, behind Joe Biden. So that was pretty simple. They kind of figured that one out, even without having the votes in. So for right now, matter of fact, I put the votes up. I put the, the tally up on the screen so you guys are able to see it. Give me one second right here. And... Okay, so it's kind of hard to see, but you got Joe right here. He has so far 25 delegates. Bernie so far has six delegates. Very interesting. 43% in, 54 more delegates available, and he has 110,000 votes so far with 43% in and 50% of the vote. That's Joe Biden. Now, okay, there's no Republican primary there. I don't think there's going to be any more uh, <laughs> primary on the Republican side? I, I, I don't think so. I think, uh, who was it? Joe Walsh and Bill Will. I think they're pretty much done. I think Joe Walsh is done, but I don't know about Bill Will. He should be done. I don't know why, why would he continue to, he has no chance of being able to do anything at all. Nobody likes him. Nobody cares about him. But as of right now, Joe Biden is doing pretty well in South Carolina. But I want to see what the final tally is going to be because a margin of victory matters as well. And the thing about it is, although he's doing well right now in South Carolina, that won't really help him going forward because a lot of people have already banked their votes in other states where you're able to vote early. Like a large part of the votes have already been banked in other states. And people have a pair of eyes, have ears, and they see him on the campaign trail. He looks a hot, stinking mess. So why would you vote for a guy like that if you have half a brain? I'm not really sure. But, um... Yeah, that's what's happening right now in South Carolina. But I thank y'all for being here. I most certainly appreciate you. Please hit the like button, share the video. And if you're not subscribed yet, please do so. Go ahead and do that for me. That helped me out so much. I I'd appreciate y'all if you did it for me. 1000%.
Oh, <laughs> uh, I saw that. Hold on. Robin Mee says, anybody else see Trump destroy Mini Mike with one podium move? Spit my drink out? Yeah. Hold on. Matter of fact, I think I saw that. If I can pull it up right quick, I will. That was that was hilarious. And before I even say it, I'm going to try to pull it up if I can. Oh, uh, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is it. Okay, Trump mocks Bloomberg's height by crouching down behind podium at CPAC. <laughs> I, I saw this. I was like, is that a meme? Is, is it real? He, he literally, that right there, that's going to be a meme all day long. Oh, I can see it. Come football season, when, when your team ain't doing good and you want to change and you don't want to, you don't, you don't want nobody to talk, talk trash to you, that's going to be a meme right there. 1,000%. Matter of fact, hold on. It's a video, conveniently enough. But that's all right. She had those burning embers and then she started, but ultimately she failed. She's gone, so. But uh, she was really mean to Minnie Mike. I'll tell you, the way she treated him. He didn't know what hit him. He's going, oh, get me off of this stage. Get me off. <laughs> 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 oh man the guy's funny man i mean you can't you can't deny he's funny okay i'm gonna do this i'm gonna give obama credit obama what he was was smooth and like cool that's what his personality catch was that was the main thing about obama people like was his coolness but for me with trump he's just a funny guy you know obama was cool trump is funny and that's just personality. But as far as policy actually gets things done, unlike Obama. So Obama gets points for being cool, but no points for actually running the country. Trump gets points for being funny and running the country. So the, the pros outweigh the cons when you're talking about Trump versus Obama. But I digress. This right here, hilarious. <laughs> yes, 100%. Charismatic. Yes. All day long. Okay, did Walsh quit too? All right, so nobody gonna primary Trump. Yeah, but that that was at CPAC. Oh, I, sh I should have gone to CPAC. I'm gonna go next year. But it's so expensive. And the thing about CPAC, you gotta like, as soon as they announce it, you gotta hop on it because it's gonna sell out. The, the hotels are gonna sell out. Yeah, I'm, I'll definitely be going next year for sure. And next year is gonna be crazy because you're talking about right after the inauguration, I'm going to try to go to the inauguration next year and also, um, what else? To the inauguration and also CPAC next year. Oh, and I may be in Los Angeles coming up in mid-March, like March 10th or like somewhere between March 10th and the 15th, I'm going to go to LA. I got something going on out there. I can't really talk about too much yet, but I will be going to LA most likely in that particular point in time. All righty. So, oh, and we got more super chats. Thank you all for donating to the cause. I most certainly appreciate it. Shout out to my man, Jericho Green in the building. Jericho Green, great YouTuber, great dude. Y'all can subscribe to him if you're not subscribed already. Subscribe to my man, Jericho Green, who says, uh, Biden is pervertus. <laughs> Thank you for your donation, man. Definitely appreciate you. 1,000%. Uh, Ellie Bill says, Bernie doesn't lie. He, re he redistributes the truth. <laughs> I like the way you did that one. Thank you for that. Shout out to Brazilian American patriotic soldier who says, ABL, what's up, brother? You coming to Miami next week? What's happening in Miami? 
I don't know about what's going on in Miami, but if I can make it out there, if somebody brings me out there, I go. Miami was great last time I went. Nice people, uh, just beautiful scenery. I enjoyed it. I go back. Shout out to Miami. Thank you to Rated R Gamer who says, hey, man, I really enjoy your videos. Here's some support. I thank you for that, man. I most certainly appreciate you. 100%. Thank you to Will Did It who says, make sure you get some more voters. Out having people who didn't vote in 2016. Exactly. Hey, if you could recruit more voters, then go out there and do it. Tell everybody. Tell a friend and tell a friend. Go out there. Register to vote and vote during a primary general election. Vote anytime you're able to vote. Okay, whatever the situation is, just go out there and vote. I don't care if it's dog catcher. Just go out there and vote. Make voting cool. Make it a culture. Make it a habit. Go out there and vote. It's your right. It's free. Utilize it. Thank you to Brooke B for the donation. I most certainly appreciate you. Shout out to Max Dominguez who says Hispanics for Trump. That's what I'm talking about. Shout out to Hispanics for Trump. Shout out to Justin Gould who says, did you hear about Reddit censoring the Donald? Lots of great memes can't be shared now. They can silence us, but we'll still vote Trump. I think I had been hearing about that, but I didn't know they actually did it. So is the Donald done? The group doesn't exist anymore? Like, is it is it finished on Reddit? Thank you for your donation, man. I definitely appreciate it. Thank you to Ian Kenny, who says, Molson Coors, we will have armed officers in the lobbies of Building 66, 66A, and Building 35, as well as patrolling Senate State Street and 41st Street. Okay, well, hey, they, they got to have it. That was crazy what happened with that uh, mass shooting. Now, this is pretty weird. I'm going to ask a rhetorical question because I know the answer to it. Why did the mass shooting at um, Coors, I think it was at Coors, if I'm not mistaken, why did the mass shooting not really get reported on too much? Why was it mentioned and then kind of dropped off the radar? Why is that? Why did that happen? Do you guys know? I'd like to know. But thank you for your donation, man. Most certainly appreciate you. And thank you all for being here. You guys are great. I'm going to get to the calls in a moment. You guys on the drill. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Let me just fix my mouse over here. Give me the, the, the silent mouse. <laughs> You got it, Miriam. He black. Ha, 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 ha. He black. You got it. Yep. That's right. You know, a black shooter, don't fit the narrative. You got to push the whole thing. You got to push AR-15, uh, racist white male. The white male might not be racist at all. He could be totally the opposite of racist, but just crazy. They'll say white male, racist, AR-15, let's ban all guns. But since that ain't the case... Now the story's gone from the mainstream media, totally. No mention of it. Was it Miller? Okay. Yeah, he was black. Matter of fact, let me find the story right quick. Hold on. Before we get to the calls, I'm going to find the story so you guys can um, just see it. Allegedly. Matter of fact, hold on. Let me, let me just double, double check. Because when I saw it, it said that the guy was black. But let me just make sure that I'm correct. Alrighty, let me see. Okay. Now, I'm finding the article here, but I just got to just double check. Ah, here we go. 
Straight from New York Post. I like New York Post pretty well. They're a pretty good source. And you're going to be able to Molson Coors Brewery. That's right. Okay. Yep. Now, here it is. Straight from New York Post. You see it up here. I pulled it up. I'll put a link in the chat. Milwaukee Molson Coors shooter reportedly had long running dispute with coworker. So this is a workplace shooting. That's him right there. This, this is not blackface. This is not nothing. That's him. So since that's him, this story will be gone. Okay. He opened fire at Molson Coors plant in Milwaukee on Wednesday, killing five coworkers and himself. Was a gun-loving electrician who had been in a long-running dispute with a coworker. 51 years old, frequently argued with one of the family, fatally shot victims, a fellow electrician, an employee told Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. So two more coworkers have been accused of uh, going to each other's offices, tampering with each other's equipment or swiping tools. So they had a beef. They're messing with each other's tools, all this, that, and the third. And he goes on a shooting rampage. No media coverage. I wonder why. We see. As a black privilege right there, I mean, <laughs> people tell me that, oh, white privilege this, white privilege that. There's black privilege too. If it ain't, then I can't tell. But I digress. Let's go ahead and get to the calls. You guys know the drill. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Yep. Yeah, no record or nothing. He just um had a beef with the coworker. And I guess he just went over the edge. I don't know what happened in his mind, but he had a beef. That's, that's what they said, Will Redding. They said he was a gun lover. They said he was a gun loving guy. But it, I've I've not seen any talk of this in the media. They could put the whole thing out there like, oh well, he loved guns. Nah, they, that's that's not even. But let it have been a white guy with one person get shot and killed in the same situation. All of a sudden, you know, it, it's something different. All right. Let me just get my sound straight over here. Because you know how Skype likes to do. Skype likes to do whatever it wants with the sound. And thank you all for joining. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Uh, if you don't know, this show will be available on audio streaming platforms we're finally on apple we're on itunes now so if you search in itunes right now abl live this show comes up other like two days later but i'm gonna try to sit to a schedule my schedule is going to be for this particular day saturday uh, uploaded monday morning and then the wednesday show will be up friday morning that'll be my schedule i try to stick to for the most part but it's on many audio streaming platforms it'll be on stitcher google play apple spotify anchor Cashbox. A lot of different platforms it'll be on so however you want to listen to it it'll be there absolutely free there's a link in the box below for the anchor link and on that link there should be links to the other platforms that it's on or, or, you, can do, or you can just search for abl live in your particular platform and it should come right on up let's go ahead and get into it uh all right call you know line i'm speaking to 707 now flip man um i appreciate what you're doing bro i appreciate what you're doing you know what i'm saying uh you got an excellent show i love it man um president trump <laughs> i loved it too i did not vote for him in 2016 but i grew to love him you know what i'm saying and i respect him and i mean 
in my family, there's already five people that didn't vote for President Trump. Just in my family, did not vote for President Trump in 2016. That is voting for him. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. And that's just in my family, brother. Right. Just in my family. You know, it's 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 awesome to see. It's awesome to uh, be able to see those close to you. And I didn't even get at that. You know, I've been on I've been on the Trump train since 2017, essentially. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I got I got this. I got, you know, you know, the family, you know, being you know, they got on me. But now, I mean, they getting at me with like, why are they doing this against the president, President Trump? You know, they and these are they were hardcore Democrats. I'm talking about I walk in their house and they got CNN on. Now they're like, you know, they watching CNN and they talking about CNN. Like, man, they lying. It's it's awesome to see, man. But I just want to let you know, um, I appreciate what you're doing. Just in my family, you know, we we got five Trump supporters that's voting for him in November. You know, I, I have, I have, um, I, I'm very hopeful that we can get the president in for another, for another term. You know what I'm saying? And once he wins, man, I really believe that we'll see more um, arrests and justice brought, you know, and things really start to change. But we got to do what we, you know, us, us black folk, we got to, we the, we the, we the key. You know what I'm saying? And if we can get him in, man, it's going to be awesome for us, man. And, you know, two or three years, I really see it. 100% correct. Absolutely. But I appreciate it, man. Keep it, keep it up, ABL. And thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Peace. That's a great call. I'd love to hear it. And people are turning around. I'm trying to tell people, it's like, look, you know, that, that black vote is going to go higher and higher. You know, it, it, it was higher than uh, Mitt Romney and McCain before that. It's going to be high. They're saying like 34% in the polls. It's, it might not go that high, but it'll be high. It, it'll shock people. It really will. The margin of victory for Trump will be very high, period, among blacks, whites, everybody. It's going to be high. Like I said before, I, I, never, I can't get it out of my mind. I'm in a Chinese food. I'm talking about like you can go in there and get like a bag of rice for like a dollar. That, that that kind of spot. I'm in there. Chinese dude might speak two words of English with a Trump hat on. I mean, this is a global phenomenon. Guys like Tom Steyer dancing to juvenile back that thing up are not going to be able to combat it. Bernie talking about I love Fidel Castro. I love food food lines. Can't stop it. But let's get to the next call. 61, your line. What's speaking to? Hey, ABL, can you hear me? I hear you well. Okay. I wanted to talk a little bit about the South Carolina. About an hour ago, I heard uh, uh, NPR discussing the race. And the host on the radio asks some congressman or some, somebody that was for boot edge edge says, um, what accounts for Buttigieg not doing better in South Carolina? And they say things like, well, you know, maybe he didn't make his case well enough and this, that, and the other thing. But the answer is obvious why he didn't do better. And I've heard you say on your program it's because black voters, especially 
uh, older black voters, uh, churchgoers, are unhappy that he's a gay candidate. Yes. And I find it I find it ridiculous that these people can't even tell the truth to themselves. I want to know what your, your opinion is of that. That's a great question. I'm glad you asked it because this, this is a thing that's like not a secret. But if anybody says it, then they find themselves in a very strange place. If they say the reality, then they get accused of uh, not only being racist, but accusing black folks of being homophobic. And then if it's true that we're homophobic, now they want to attack us, but they can't attack their uh, special classes of people. They got to keep everybody happy. They can't attack the blacks. Or they can't attack the gays. They can't attack the Hispanics. They can't attack the women or the disabled or anybody like that. So they got to keep everybody happy. So they can't talk about the reality of a situation lest they offend a lot of different people at once. So they'll just simply lie about it or try to avoid it. If they get asked directly, they'll tap dance around it. They'll do the matrix bullet dodge, do the limbo under a one foot tall, uh, a one inch tall line. They'll do anything they can to avoid talking about it. But it's the reality. Even in Los Angeles, California, left coast, liberal central, there was a measure to adopt. Uh, I think it was gay marriage. Might have been in L.A. or something. I forget what it was. But black folks said, nope, we don't want it. This is in California, L.A. So this is a thing that is common among black folks, regardless of whether you are in the left coast, the south, the north. It's, it's a common thing that everybody knows. But they don't want to talk about that because, like I said, it would offend a lot of people at once. There's, there's a, uh, a fellow. Um, I won't mention his name, but he's one of those white saviors that he likes preaching to white people that they're filled with white supremacy and um, inherent racism. And uh, he has quite a few followers on Twitter. I, I just, once in a while, I look on his Twitter feed just to see what poison he's, he's spewing. <laughs> and apparently, within the past week or so, he gave a talk at a university, and he referred to um, men and women. And one of the people from the audience goes to ask him a question and said, well, don't you think you're reinforcing gender binaries uh, with, that, with a statement like that? And boy, oh boy, did he slip out on Twitter talking about, uh, you know, dropping some, some uh, FFS uh, references. But, um, you know, I find it crazy that these people, they, they, they lie to each other, and then they love to eat each other as well. And it's right now, I know it's because Trump doesn't have uh, a genuine um, competitor. No one's primarying him that's worth talking about. But uh, the, the unity on the side of the Republicans and the conservatives right now is very reassuring. And the fact that these, these Marxist crazies and Democrats are, they're just, they, one, when they lie to each other, they throw off their own polls, right? Because they, they think, you know, one person might be winning when he's not, and then they only find out after the election. And they're also killing each other, which is terrific for us. That's right. As, I mean, to me, it's great because in that division comes um, the opposite side, which is more unified. Everybody's coalescing around Trump. Everybody has their eyes on their prize. We're going to go straight for it. We're all going to come out in big numbers and we're going to do the right thing. Meanwhile, they're scrambling, trying to figure out who's going to be the person, who's going to be the guy, who's not going to be the guy. How can we block this guy? How can we block that guy? And there's disarray. So for us, it works well. Now, I, I do feel bad for those that have to live in these particular areas, just regular normies. They have to live and they got to deal with people like that locally. 
But hopefully they can dissolve and then regroup and become better because what's going on right now, like the lane they're traveling in can't exist forever. At a certain point, they're going to come to a crash stop. I'd like to get your opinion of one more thing before I go. Uh, and I don't know, maybe you spoke about this already, in which case you can just go right past it. But um, Biden uh, recently said that when he went to South Africa, he was arrested while trying to visit Nelson Mandela. And I just couldn't imagine a dumber statement because that either happened or it didn't. And if it did happen, we would have heard about it a long time ago. And, you know, he was caught in another lie or a fantasy. And I just know that if Trump or, for example, Lindsey Graham had said such a thing, they would have been destroyed. Um, but, but Biden seems to skate away with something like that. He apologized for it. But what a stupid thing to say. I think the guy is completely demented at this point. Yeah, I mean, he's been saying plenty of things that don't make any sense. Uh, he doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know what he's running for. He, he doesn't know a lot. And if it were Trump saying things like this, then people would say, oh, Trump's lost it. He's demented. He's a lunatic. He needs to retire. All of this and that. Just like I was saying earlier, Trump can misspell a thing on Twitter and it might not even be him that's typing because he has a whole team that does social media for him. I've seen it with my own two eyes. People that take pictures, people that tweet the whole thing. It's a whole team of people that do this. But one typo, people are going to talk about that for months. It got to the point where Google even intervened and was editing some of the search results from the misspelled term. But Biden can say, yeah, I'm running for Senate right now. Vote for me or vote for the other Biden. And it's not really a big deal. It's funny how that works. Yeah. Okay. well, it's uh, been a pleasure talking to you. Have a great night, a great weekend and keep up the great work. All right. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Take care. Bye bye. Sorry for the loud noise. It's not my fault. But yeah, it is because I, I closed the window. I wasn't supposed to close. I made a mistake. All right, let's go ahead and fix that right quick. And we'll get back to the calls. Again, the number to call is 434. There it is. 434-658-1220. All right, there we go. All right, call you on the line. 561, who am I speaking to? Hey, BL, this is Jay from South Florida. How, how you doing, man? Everything's good, man. By yourself? Doing great, man. I haven't talked to you in a long time. This is last year. Yeah, man, it's been a minute. Everything's been everything's been going good? Yeah, man. Uh, everything's good. I've been just, you know, been studying and working, you know, been busy. Right. That's good. That's good. Um, Blake's in Fort Lauderdale. You coming, man? Uh, I don't know. I, I might come to that. That's coming up real soon. Um, people I know are going there, so I may, I may come. I'm not sure yet. Yeah, because that's like 10 minutes away from me. And like, I was surprised when I first saw, you're coming to Fort Lauderdale? I said, oh my God. I, I mean, Candace, I said, man, I never thought you guys would be down here. I said, wow. Yeah, they're, they're trying to pretty much go everywhere. So, you know, like we, we're really serious about what we're doing. Uh, there's going to be events all over the country. So I think that'd be a real good win. Yeah, because ABL, I, Everybody I talked to in Palm Beach and um, for a lot of them, I never met a black conservative before. I never seen it. everybody around me is Democrat. I never, so I'm just going there. Let me see who was a conservative because I never seen one in, down here. It might surprise you because people a lot of times they go to these events to meet people, 
And, you know, like everybody's pretty much in their own little box sometimes. And they might not even notice you are right there. They think that everybody's a liberal around them. You might be right there. They don't even they, they don't even know that, that you are one of them. So it'd be fun to go. Um, Brandon Tatum would be would be there. You know, I agree with Brandon Tatum with everything. There's only one thing I disagree with him. Every time I listen to him, he he talks about how um, you know the legalized weed and all that, and for medicinal purposes. But um, my disagreement with weed is for where I grew up. I know weed keep people from going forward. You know, like where I grew up, everybody smoked weed and no one turned out to be any, anything good. Even, even for medicinal purposes, it still holds you back because it still has a lot of side effects that hold, like, you know, like slow reaction time, um, increased heart rate, paranoia, hallucination, all that stuff. So that's one thing I disagree with him about. That's, everything else I agree with him, but it's one thing I don't, I don't agree with him, like to promote it as like it's normal like, or something that it's okay to take. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I mean, drugs in general for me, I'm not a fan. Like, I don't do any drugs at all. I don't. I don't even drink because I feel like you know. I've I seen addiction. I've seen alcoholism. I've seen people die from drugs. It's not a good thing to have in society when people are just hooked on drugs. I mean, people like uh, countries like China and whatnot. They want to have us on drugs because we we can't we can't compete when you're on drugs. If everybody's high, who's going to be the ones that are leading? Who's going to be the ones that are making the decisions and making the money? Right. And here, here, here's the funny thing. And he also admitted that he don't like to read. And my young, I, I don't, because when I was at DC with you, I don't know if you remember me, my big, my big brother. I mean, my big brother, my, um, my younger brother who's bigger than me. But he don't like to read. And he, and um, he, he, my brother likes to drink a lot of alcohol. He don't do that anymore. Brandon Tatum started doing weed at nine years old. And both of them don't like to read. And me and you. A similar story. We, we like to read, and me and you don't like to drink or or do drugs or smoke. So I'm correlating me and you because we read a lot. We didn't do the drugs and alcohol, while them the other two didn't. They don't like to read, and they, and you know people who don't like to read tend to do riskier behavior. Yeah. Now I think Brandon. I think Brandon don't smoke weed no more. I don't, I don't think he does anything anymore. Yeah, not anymore. Yeah. But when yeah. he was younger. Right. 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 Yeah. yeah. But usually, but I, but I, I was. I always know people who don't like to read tend to do a little bit more risky behavior. And people like to read me and you like more like I like to read a lot growing up, voracious reader and everything. Oh, yeah. I know a lot of people like to read. We, we don't do drugs and alcohol. Yeah, I mean, I read every day. Like, like I've been reading for a long time. That's where I wear glasses. I'm not just trying to be fashionable. Like, because I, I read so much as a kid, I, I developed nearsightedness. So I couldn't even really see at a certain point, like beyond, you know, like I say about a foot from my face. Like to to the point where it was clear because I was reading so much and I still read a lot, and that's how people educate themselves. Aside from what people are telling you, and you go to school, you get told a certain thing, and that's it. If you stop right there, it's hard for you to really understand the world. You got to read. That's really important. That's what I noticed too. Um, two thirds of American, I looked it up. It said two thirds of America are not reading a proficiency level because you have basic proficiency and below. Two-thirds of American are reading proficiency level. So when you want to legalize weed, you want to add on to the problem, and it's just it's not a good thing. And and my last thing, ABO, I started Googling um, different schools around the country. I noticed that even my, where I live and everything, when I, I noticed that when the, like, 
when you Google the school, it tells you the national um, reading average of that school, uh, like the, far, the Department of Education or um, bestschool.org or something like that. I noticed that with schools predominantly black demographics, it correlates to low grades. And I was telling my friend, I said, no, that's not true. You know, we did, I know a lot of people doing well, yeah, but on a, on a national average or for, for that particular school, when, it, when the race is predominantly black, the grades tend to be low. They're low in reading, low in language arts, low in, low in science, low in um, math. Even when it's even when it's majority Hispanic, yeah, the same it's the same thing. But I think blacks are a little more lower. When the school majority white, the grades are like A and B, or um, they get like an eight out of ten. So I was telling my friend when she sent her child to a school, look at Google Google the school and look at the um, the curriculum on uh, what's the, are are they, are they performing at below average. And if you send your child there, you're more likely your child may follow the rest of them and may not go anywhere. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, it's a reason for that for that gap. Like you were talking about the reading. A lot of black families think that it's normal to not have your kid read at all until they go to school. But it's not normal. I mean, I was reading before I got to school. Like I'm, you know, three, four years old. I can write my name. I can count to like 100. You know, I can color within the lines. I can do like I have my skills needed before I went to school. So I'm already ahead of everybody. I'm getting straight A's with no effort because I'm already ahead because of what I learned at home. It was like school for me was effortless because I already knew everything. I knew how to do everything. It's just starting to learn. So, yeah, that's that explains the gap right there. And then if you're around and if you are a kid that's around that, you're not being challenged like me. I wasn't really challenged. That's why I had to read so much. Or part of why I love reading so much is because I was not getting challenged at school at all. But when I got into the reading, I was able to challenge myself to read at a higher level and a higher level and a higher level. Going to school was just for me just having fun and playing. When I got home, it's when I actually learned more by reading. Right. So the school you went to, the elementary, middle school, and um, high school, you ever Google them and see if they're a poor, poor performing school or, or above performing or you ever, you ever looked that up before? Well, I went to a few schools and they're all pretty much it's it's like low performing. Like I went to mostly black schools and yeah, it, it was a, yeah, it was a big gap between the black kids and the white kids. Like right. I, I think the black kids are like a 16 percent reading proficiency in my elementary school. <laughs> but the white kids like an 85 percent in the same school. Like you're talking about the same teachers. So it's like what's the it's because the white kids come to school already knowing how to read because they were taught at home by their mom. But the black kids can't read at all when they get to the sixth grade. And that's all I was trying to tell my friend. And she said, oh, you know, you know, all the friends are Democrat. They hate when I because they think I'm anti-black. I said, yeah, that's true. The reason why your daughter's struggling, when she get home, she's out there on her phone and watching TV. You should be reading with her and everything. She, 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 the only time she reads is in classroom. That's not good. And, I saw, this, and then when, when she grow up, she's going to blame racism and all these things to hold her back. And I said, no, she didn't start from early. But, you know, when you Google it and then when, when you show the statistics of that, they get upset. So, like I said, I'm surprised. I'm glad they have that on the computer where I can see the grades of that school, and you can pick the choose, pick and choose which schools are good and which are bad. And my school was an F school, and my middle school was an I school. I means incomplete. They didn't get no grade. I mean, we were so bad, but I was one of the few that made it out. Everybody else, right now, I don't know where they at. They're probably doing poorly. But right. All right, Bill, man. 
Well, if you come down to Fort Lauderdale, man, I guess I'll see you next week. All right, man. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. All right, man. Bye-bye. All right. Great call from my man, uh, Jay from South Florida. Excellent call. And thank you all for being here. Please like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff for me. And let's go ahead and get to the next call. Thank you to Joyce for the donation with the thank you emoji. Thank you right back. And I appreciate you. Let's go. 240, you know, line. who am I speaking to? It's your boy, JB. What's up, brother? Everything's good, man. What's happening? Everything's everything. Right everything going with you, brother, man. Good show today, man. You got some real good calls calling, early callers. That's what I'm talking about. We need that. And um, I, was, I was arguing with somebody how <laughs> this is how ignorant black people are. They're trying to say that Kobe's assassin, that Kobe was assassinated. That Kobe was assassinated, and it's a grand conspiracy because they're trying to kill our black leaders all here. First of all, Kobe wasn't a black leader. He was he was a sports icon. That's all. That's all he was. And Milani Bill. I mean, you're not lying. You're 100% correct. I mean, it, like, at a certain point, all these conspiracies don't even make no sense. It's like, what, what, what was, what's the point of killing Kobe Bryant? I mean, I, I don't understand. The things that he had done and things that he were going to do were not like reinventing the wheel. He was doing good with his life. Don't get it wrong. But it's not like Elon Musk, you create a new technology. That's not what was going on. So it doesn't even make any sense. That's why I say it's ignorant. And then... Then you got the people going around saying that you don't got to pay taxes, and 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 I got these black Israelites talking about my job, so uh, that you don't have to pay taxes, and 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 a state's a country, and I'm like, oh god, just shut up, just just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know what? If if, if they don't want to pay taxes, then go for it. But I'm paying my taxes. I ain't trying to have the IRS at my door. Going on my bank account and taking no money, I'm good. I'm paying my taxes. I'm a law-abiding citizen, and if I don't want to pay taxes, I go somewhere else where I don't got to pay taxes. It's very simple. Exactly. Exactly. Move to Canada. That's it. Well, you pay. You pay more over there. You might get beat in the head more over up there. You might have go some some uh, abandoned island somewhere to not pay any taxes. Exactly. And I was trying to explain to you, like, well, you just sell out and all this stuff. Then they try to say Dante Wilder failed the fight. So a white guy was racist. I said, no, he's got beat up. Dante Wilder got beat. He's not a good fighter. It's not. I'm sick of people always saying racism to everything. So if black people better stop calling racism, it's, it's losing its meaning. Am I right, ABL? Yeah, you're right. Deontay Wilder just got beat. Is the race thing has nothing to do with it? I mean, first of all, he's 215 pounds. Like I'm 215. I'm six foot three. He's two. He's 215 and six foot seven. So he's kind of he's skinny for heavyweight. Um, Tyson Fury came in there 270 pounds I mean that's a really big difference and then when you're getting hit like that and you, you have no legs I mean you, you can't he, he really he lost the first time really but this time yeah. he, this time he actually got soundly beat he got beat like he stole something and that's his fault he gotta just do better gain some weight and become actually a, a good box rather, rather than just having that heavy right hand that right hand can't save yeah. him when you can't land him when you're making them awkward head movements and you can't even touch him He's like a giant Floyd Mayweather as far as not getting hit. That's why you got beat. Exactly. As I'm saying, if he was smart, he would have worn him down. But I digress, brother. It's, <laughs> just, it's, it's just, I'm getting sick of everything's racist. Okay. Like, they're trying to say, like, now the big thing is uh, Donald Trump, uh, um, he paid his way out of impeachment. Like, no, didn't have anything on him. You know what I'm saying? And then they're trying to downgrade. And I'm, I'm sick of this whole, it's Obama's economy. No, it's not. Okay, you want to say that, then 
technically it was Obama's economy, then it was technically Bush's economy first that got him here. If you want to go, no, that's not true. I say that's how it goes. Like, you can't, you can't have it both ways. You just can't have it both ways. You can't. You can't. Am you, I lying? Yeah, because the thing about people like uh, people that want to say that Trump does not get credit for the economy will blame him when things are going bad. You can't have both ways. You can't say that, oh, it's not Trump that has caused a good economy, but it is Trump that caused when it has a bad economy. That's not how that goes. You got to give him credit for exactly. what's happening right now. Exactly. So so, so then you can say he's doing something bad. You can't You can't have both ways. That's right. You can't have it both ways. And then and then another thing is enough people arguing saying that the Republicans are right and crazy. I said, well, the Bernie Sanders people, come, they say, oh, we have one time. That's one time too many. I said, they won't... This is how sick people are. They they want to denounce violence on both sides. I said we don't need violence on either side. I said I don't fault Bernie Sanders followers for what they do. They do something crazy and radical. That's what the crazy person did. It's not Bernie Sanders. Well, Trump's crazy. I said, listen to what I'm telling you. This is how this is how the range people are. They don't understand hyper. They don't understand that what someone does, even though they support me, that's not me doing it. You see what I'm saying? Right. And, and, but, you, but you get what I'm saying, but, but, they, but they wanted to announce that. And I'm like, y'all are crazy. And this, this is what the world's coming to. People are freaking nut jobs now, don't you think so? I'm with you. And it, it, it's getting, it, it saddens me that so many black people are so lost. And they don't understand that your vote don't mean nothing no more. Your vote means nothing anymore. To, the black vote means nothing to the Democrats. You know what I'm saying? No, they, so, they t- take it for granted. They don't care. Yeah, yeah, they take it totally for granted. You know what I'm saying? And and I was trying to explain to him. I said, I said, look, why would they do something when they know they got our vote already? Why would they help us? Why would they benefit us? Why would they do anything for us? They said, well, you just, well, it's better than a Trump vote. I said, well, Trump's going to work with us. Democrats, how many, how, how, many, how many times you know a black man sit down with a, 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 with the a, a Democratic leadership? An ordinary person. Nobody. Crickets. Right, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Before I go though, are you getting divisions? The uh, the new maps coming out. I, I saw that. I might have to get them. I'm gonna I'm gonna see how they look, and I might have to scoop them up. You know what? I wish I would. I wish I would have waited to get the game because only three five dollars. And I'm like, this is so. <laughs> you see the APL? Yeah. Five dollars. Yeah. Five dollars. I'm like, five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Heartbreaking though, if you just waited. Hey, that's that's how it is though. You gotta if you wanna you know wait till later, you can get it for cheap. That's how it be. Yeah, 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 yo, man. Keep the good work up, brother, man. Hey, brother, one of a kind, brother, man. Keep the good work up, and you gonna do some big things next week. You need to run. You need to run for a seat, brother. I'm just saying. You need <laughs> I'm just telling you, you need to run for a damn seat. That's all I'm saying, brother. Have a nice one. Right, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Peace. All right. Thanks to my man, Jay Beauty, for the call. Most certainly appreciate him. Uh, Tom Steyer dropped out of the race. You know, I know you guys are heartbroken that Tom Steyer left. Uh, I, I know you guys are just really lost without Tom Steyer, but he's gone. This is on NPR. Now, you guys saw Tom Steyer have his little dance party with Juvenile talking about back that thing up. Not lying. Dead serious. I, I played it earlier in the stream. So I don't know why. I mean, I don't know why you're dropping out. I mean, there's no way forward. You know, Joe Biden and went to South Carolina in convincing fashion as far as what I'm seeing right now. So there's no purpose in Tom Steyer being here anymore. 
might as well go ahead and drop out right now. I mean, you're not going to win. And matter of fact, you could take uh, Edge Edge with you for sure. I want to see where Edge Edge finishes up in South Carolina. He might be dead last. That'd be funny. And who else? Uh, Klobuchar can drop out. Pocahontas can drop out. It's really between Biden and Bernie. And it's really, it's really just Bernie. Matter of fact, I'll take that back. Pocahontas might still kind of be in play. It, it might be Bernie, Pocahontas, and then Biden. But all these other guys can go ahead and drop out right now. All right. So he's out. And let's get to the next call. 818 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL. This is Marina from Los Angeles, California. How are you? Oh, well, how about yourself? I'm doing wonderful. I'd like to say hello to everybody on the line. All righty. And uh, also, I'm, I'm the parent of the little boy that called you, the little scared little nine, 10-year-old that <laughs> called me last week. Oh, it's all good. Uh, yeah, I told him, like, hey, why didn't you talk to him? He's like, I got scared. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, ABL, let me tell you, I am so excited, man, because I, um, I am, for the first time in my life, a uh, Republican voter. I just voted today in the um, um, in the California uh, uh, early elections, and uh, my entire hus- uh, husband and 21-year-old and I went with my younger son, and the three of us uh, over 18 and you know over the uh, voting age voted uh, for the first time ever in our lives as Republicans, and we voted for Trump. Oh, that's amazing. Congratulations. I'm glad to see that happen for sure. That's excellent. Man, I, I'm telling you, the most difficult, one of the most difficult things in the world is to come out in California to your friends on Facebook as a, um, a non-Democrat. Oh, I can imagine, like, being in L.A. too. I mean, how's that experience been? Oh, man. Let me tell you, Abiel, I got this little red hat. I got my, um, my fake, what I call my fake mega hat. It says, made you look again. <laughs> right. And I probably ro- I, I rock it everywhere I go just because. And I get so many bad looks at first, and I get people talking behind my back about it. And then when I forget that I have it on, all of a sudden people come up and they start laughing. And they're like, oh, my God, I love your hat. I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't say to them either way what I am or don't, you know, who I support or don't. But then all of a sudden they're like, hey, are you for Trump? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, me too, me too, but I don't like telling anybody. Yeah, right? And then we get into these conversations. I've had, you know, people come up to me at the Boys and Girls Club, and my, you know, my son's uh, Boys and Girls Club, and I can't tell you how many people come up to me, and they're like, yeah, yeah, me too, but, you know, on the download. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's, that, that's the thing, and they're all, like, either, they're either, um, they're either, I've had uh, African Americans, uh, Hispanics, Asians, but mostly, mostly Latinos because I'm Mexican, Mexican American. But you know what I mean, right? But uh, I've had mostly the Latinos come up to me because you know they identify. So they come up to me and they're all like, "Hey, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it." I'm like, "Heck yeah, man! We gotta do it." <laughs> <You know? laughs> and so I don't know how my vote counts in California because it's kind of like I, I don't understand if it just goes to waste or not. I really don't get you know if it's you know whatever, but. The thing is, I don't care if it's going to go to the, you know, if it's just going to automatically go into the Democratic voting thing, I refuse to do that anymore. You know what I mean? I refuse to. So, you know, 
And um, another thing, too, I wanted to bring up, uh, if you all, um, on my Facebook, I've been getting, um, I've been looking at my burn buddies, uh, um, chats and such, just to see what they're, you know, talking about. Bar- you mean uh, Bernie Sanders? Oh, yeah, yeah, the Bernie Bros. Okay. <laughs> you know, on my Facebook, you know, my, my, but, my friends, you know, who are Bernie Bros, right? And um, I go on their website, you know, their chats and such, and I, like, I read their streams. They're talking about, hey, guys, we got to really take advantage of this, you know, this uh, virus to mobilize, you know, for the Medicare for all, to push it, you know, and to, like, really get it in there. So we got to really take advantage of the, you know, of the virus to to push it right now, you know. And, you know, they're talking about pushing Medicare for all because of the virus. They're talking about the crash of the um, the market. And taking advantage of that to push the uh, their agenda, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's pretty and I'm sick. I'm like, you guys are freaking disgusting. Yeah, and these are people that have called me. They've called me all these bad names. I've been called racist. I mean, I've grown up in South Central, man. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like if you're if you grew up in South Central all your life, all your life, and you're and you're any kind of racist, and you're a Mexican, and you know what I mean? It's like it is the stupidest thing. Right. But here I am getting called that. But and then these people, I go into their websites and they're talking about, yeah, man, we gotta take advantage of this. We gotta like really do this, you know, push and this and this. I'm like, you guys are disgusting, man. Everyone's talking about mobilizing, you know, the, the virus, you know, to push their their views on people. It's like, you know, what's this what's this about? Yeah, that's crazy. That's, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm with you though, but you know, I, I get I get the same thing. You know, I, I've, I've I've been called a white supremacist. It's like, wow, really? <laughs> me? Well, you look like a Nazi to me. If, I, if I've ever seen a Nazi again, I kinda, I, that's kind of why I started watching you, though, because I saw you, and I'm like, what's up with that little skinhead right there? <laughs> 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 I'm getting ready to throw some anarchy in the U.K. with the sex pistols on you, because I knew you were, like, some punk rock uh, skinhead. <laughs> that, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, these people are wild, though. I mean, they, they say some crazy things, and at a certain point, people are starting to wake up and they see it. it's like, okay, this is ridiculous. I don't want to be over here anymore. I'm gonna go ahead and leave and do something else. Yeah, all the people that have come up to me on the down low, they've all said the exact same thing that I walked away because of. They said, you know what? These people are crazy now. That you know, the Democrats are freaking crazy. What's going on? Why are they so, like, nasty? And why is everybody being so rude? And how come people can't just talk anymore? How come people got to be scared? And I'm like, because it's the new wave. It's You know what I mean? It's not the Democratic Party that we grew up with. It's not. That's right. You know? And, you know, like I said in the past, you know, like, you know, it's Reagan that said, I didn't leave the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party left me. But I've always said that too many times. But that's the thing, man. They're they're not the same people that you know that we grew up with. They're not. Right. And oh my god, did you see that that ad about that picture that they posted of Bernie getting on the wrong private jet? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I saw that. That was that was hilarious because this is a guy to talk about <laughs> no no more billionaires. All this that and the third. It's like, man, I don't know which jet is mine. I don't even know what's going on. It's like, come on, man, get it together. <laughs> 
Maybe uh, you know what I posted when I saw that picture. I posted what happened then with the with the, the squad from the Green New Deal on the other private jet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Because you know they're such you know they're such good you know um, excellent you know um, examples to what you know people should be doing. <laughs> right. Right. I'm picturing a. I'm picturing. Uh, I'm picturing uh, uh, AOC's bulging eyeballs <laughs> with her donkey mouth. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but anyhow, ABL. I'm not gonna take anybody else's time. I know people want to get on. I love your show, man. My my son. That's why he called because he loves listening to you in the background. We don't listen. We don't let him listen to everything that everybody's talking about. But he hears it, and we explain to him, you know, in little terms and. He got so excited. He's like, I want to call him. Like, go for it, dude. You know? <laughs> but, man, we, we just love you. My husband, my son, and I, you know, we, we just love you. And, you know, it's, it's, it would be amazing. I know you're coming in um, Los Angeles, you know, but, hey, later on, let people know if there's something that people can go see you at. We would be the first ones in line to see you. Oh, definitely, definitely. I, I'll, I'll do that for sure. Absolutely. Love you, man. God bless everybody. And hey, go vote. No matter what, get your votes out there, guys. No matter what. All this talking that we've all been doing for all this time, it's got to mean something. We got to do something. And regardless of what we think of our vote or not, we got to do it for ourselves. That's right. 100% correct. Thank you for the call. I definitely appreciate you. Love you guys. Good night, guys. All right. Great call. Excellent call. Shout out to her. And yeah, I will be in L.A. Um, I'm going to film something. And I think that'll be like, what, the 10th? In between the 10th and the 15th. Not the whole time, but somewhere in that particular uh, period. I'll be out there uh, in March. So I will be in L.A. pretty soon. Or I think I'll be in L.A. pretty soon. All right, let me get to the next call here. And let's go. uh, Hold on one second. 214, you're in line. I'm going to speak it to Hey, Abio, what's up, man? This is Tari, bro. Uh, what's going on, man? Everything's good. Hey, not much, man. I want to talk about that video you made when you had, um, it was like Angela Rye and that fake Never Trumper conservative, you, you know, those, what was the name? Tower Setmire? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Who CNN, and you know, what's very interesting about that video is how CNN does segments on black conservative Trump supporters who support Trump, you know, and then they kind of like minimize it saying, you know, the only few black people that like them and, and try to make black voters look crazy, you know, who, who's, who support Trump. And what's interesting is that, you know, liberals, what they do is that they send the Negro liberal army out, you know what I'm saying? Cause the white liberal, you know, they coddle black people like kids. So they're never going to come out and say what they truly feel. But, you know, they get these Negro liberals to come out. And and, and, and it's kind of embarrassing because it, it, it doesn't make us look like we're independent. You know, it kind of makes it look like we're just loyal to one party. And if black people who don't support the Democrats were just some offshoot weirdos. You know, and that's, to me, in itself, that could be seen as racist, man. Because I don't know, man, I think these liberals have a very – the white liberal behind the scene, they have a very ignorant view of black people, man. And I think it's a very um, racist view as far as they pity us. I don't think they think we can think for ourselves. I don't think they think we're intelligent. Um, I think that they always have to lead us by the nose. 
But when you contrast this, that video with, uh, what is it, Tom Steyer dancing with Juvenile, man, that has been the most embarrassing thing I've ever saw. But not only that, it just shows this is how the Democrats view black people. You know, go go to them, play games, have some celebrity come, and, and we're just dancing and have a good time. You know what I'm saying? It's not about policy. It's just dancing, joking around, having a good time. And what's interesting is why didn't CNN do a segment about that? Why, why didn't they say, look, why, why are our presidential candidates for the Democrat Party, instead of talking about how they can help the black community, they're dancing to back that thing up by juvenile. And you know Tom Steyer doesn't listen to that music, man. You know he doesn't listen to that music. It, he wasn't even like, if you saw he was dancing in the little lady behind him, it, bro, it was, it, was a, it was embarrassing. And, you know, I'm thinking, like, you know, is the black community going to speak up on this as a whole? Like, why are you dis- disrespecting us, thinking that you can get our vote by dancing? No. You don't, you don't hear a word. In fact, some probably think it's cool. Some probably laugh and say, oh, man, he's true, man. He's he like, he just like us. He can dance, man. <laughs> but, 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 but look at the contrast, though. And be like, I, I've even Googled this. I've Googled Tom Steyer Juvenile, and I was looking for a liberal article from a black person saying, yo, like, this is very disrespectful. You see that nowhere. I even saw a CNN, I forget the lady's name, it's a white lady, she interviewed Tom Starr, she was like, oh, looks like you're having fun out there. It's just a joke. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, you know, this, this, this is why you can see the liberals don't like it when black people fall off course. That's why as soon as we visit Trump, as soon as black folks don't do what they do, they like sound, sound their alarms because they're like, Look at these one runaway slaves. You know what I'm saying? We gotta, it's seriously, it's like a plantation. We got to discipline them. We got to malign them. We got to make them look like they're unemployed, you know, unimportant because they're not following a line on how they want. And then when you get the black folks that do, you know, it's a complete double standard. You know, they praise them. You know, they give them a high five. They give them airtime on TV. But yeah, man. Like, let me ask you, what did you think about that when you saw Tom Steyer dancing to back that thing up? I mean, I just cringed right away. It was embarrassing, and I'm like, okay, this is what you got to do to get the black vote, really? You know, I, I think back to when Roland Martin was dancing on stage with Hillary Clinton. You know, it, it was the same thing to me. It's like, is this what? Is this all that we are? We not intellectual people. We can just see somebody exactly. dancing, and then that's enough. That's what I'm talking about. It's the perception. Yeah. And, you know, I notice when conservatives are dealing with politicians, like no, excuse me, when white conservatives are dealing with the black community, I don't see them having um, 50 Cent coming out there rapping. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't see them popping bottles and drinking syrup. You know what I'm saying? They're talking about policy. And, 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 but, but those black people are called cool for listening to them. That's insane. But then, but it, the other way around, it's, it's dancing and having a good time. And yes, you're right. This is why, and I talk about this all the time on Facebook, this is why our community is not taken seriously because it's this sheer double standard. White liberals understand that all you got to do is play around with the black community and you will win their vote. And then when the conservative tries, when the white conservative tries, listen, I'm not here to play games. I have policy for you. Talk to me. Let's let's work together. Meet me at my office. We call them coons and turn away. 
so th- this is the problem that black people are facing right now. And that's pretty much all, uh, all I want to say, man. And thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, take care, man. All right, my man, Tabrit, with a great call. Yeah, that whole thing with Tom Steyer, totally embarrassing. But that's all they do every single time. When it's time to vote, like, when it's not time to vote, you don't see Democrats at all, especially in the black community. You don't see them at all. When it comes time to vote, oh, let's, let's go out there and dance. <laughs> let's go out there and dance and, and, and whatnot to some random rap music from the, from the, uh, the 90s. It's like, what are we doing? Like, come out to talk about policy. When I go to these Blexit events, you know, it's, it's a cool environment. People can fellowship with each other. And people get on stage and they talk about things that are actually happening, policy. And I, I've never seen nobody just, you know, break out and start dancing to some uh, music from the 90s with or, a random rapper. I've never seen that before at a conservative event. You know, that's not what we need. We need to talk. We need to have it be a nice environment, cool environment. When we talk about some real things that are going on, that's what we want. That's what we need. Um, shout out to the super chatter. Shout out to Edward Mason, who says, RIP Tom Steyer's campaign. Hashtag drop that thing out. <laughs> Thank you for your donation, man. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you to Jay's Danger Room, who says, Marijuana caused increased heart rate, hallucination, paranoia, slow reaction time, cough, bloodshot eyes, bad breath, discoloration of teeth. How is this a good thing? Hey, your guess is as good as mine, man. But thank you for your donation. I most certainly appreciate you. Thank you to my man, Sushi, who says the news said that 38% of the people that attended the Trump rally in South Carolina were Democrats and independents. I know all the Bernie bros are mad that Biden went in South Carolina. Uh, heart emoji to everyone in the chat tonight. Hey, thank you for your donation, man. Definitely appreciate you. And I did not know that about the Trump rally. That's a big number. 38% Democrats and independents. Humongous. That's fantastic. But thank you for that, man. Thank you to Ellie Bell, who says, imagine if Trump talked about hot sauce and danced. Exactly. Exactly. Like I was saying earlier, you misspell something on Twitter. It becomes a thing to where Google gets involved to alter search results. But you could be Hillary Clinton and have hot sauce in your bag. It's not a big deal. Thank you for that. I most certainly appreciate you. Let me get to the next call. All righty, uh, Romer. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All righty, what's going on? Uh, not much. Uh, just, uh, just been listening to the news, especially with what's going on with coronavirus. It's insane. Yeah, it's it's a it's a mess. It's being reported in a way to, in my humble opinion, kind of induce fear and panic. Absolutely. When that should not be the way that it's reported at all. Yeah. Here's here's what's been bothering me, like the way that uh, the Democratic Party has been uh, has been reporting this is kind of the exact opposite of how the Chinese government should have been uh, reporting in their own country because they they were keeping it under wraps Mm. until a larger population was affected. But then when it came to the U.S., they started reporting them in sanctuary cities where they knew there would be no medical care. Right. Okay. So I, I'm just wondering, like, you know, um, they, they don't realize that, you know, it kind of surprises me, like how the people in these sanctuary cities, how they're still not able to understand, like with this panic, that this panic actually kills, will actually kill more people than the coronavirus itself. And I'm like, like, why isn't there being any order done in these cities? <laughs> right. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. That makes sense to me. Yeah, because like with Canada, like so far, Canada has had about 15 people infected and there have been like, you know, restrictions with Air Canada flights up until February 29th. But then with the U.S., they're already quarantining people like in the other cities, but they're doing it in a more ordered fashion. So I'm like, you know, with the Democratic Party trying to politicize everything, you just can't help but wonder, like, you know, like how long it'll take before it backfires really badly on them. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we pretty much see that coming up soon here. It, it, I don't think it would take long. No, that's that's the thing. Like I've been uh, I've been reading with reading up uh, through uh, a YouTuber named I don't know if you've heard of a a, doc, a YouTuber doctor named uh, John Campbell. Does that ring a name to you? No. Yeah, this guy is from uh, from England, and he actually has been. Um, reporting a lot on the coronavirus he does like videos he has to sort of do it under wraps so that he doesn't get demonetized but he has like well over 360,000 uh, uh, followers as of January so he's building up really fast the problem is um, you know he reports on things that the mainstream media refuses to uh, report and just kind of makes you wonder you know how like how far are people willing to go in terms of not listening until it's too late? Right. Yeah. We have, we have England going on like, like well, all half of Europe infected. It's only a matter of time before all of South America is infected with Brazil going on the same place where the Zika virus took place. Last thing you, first thing that came to mind is, you know, a mixture of a mutation between Zika and Corona, which is pretty much a death oh, sentence. Oh, man. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, especially for the pregnant women. Massive death sentence. And then uh, what else going on with the, with the SARS and Corona, coronavirus, SARS being a coronavirus and then Zika being a coronavirus. You've probably heard that um, being infected a second time actually worsens your immunity. You have no antibodies that are created when you get infected a second time. So could this be a situation where the, the like you have one disease floating around and there's another one that comes in and infects you. It, it just kind of increases the effect, therefore uh, heightening the mortality rate. That depends on what kind of virus it is. If it's like an RNA. So since coronavirus is an it, so, sorry, the yeah, this coronavirus, the COVID-19, is, uh, is an RNA virus. This will affect a single strand of DNA, but the problem is it also has a strand, it also works in the same ways that HIV does. That's why, like, there are several, you probably know that, that there are several strands of HIV in terms of replication that could also affect uh, uh, the way that uh, genetic materials infect is, uh, is, made in your body so that way that could definitely affect your immunity now if you mix that with like say a, a dna virus both strands will be affected so that way your body will not be able to compensate for immunity at all ah, okay and, and that's actually worse like for for elderly people because when it comes to replication their ability to replicate certain genetic material is much more limited because they have less of a protein, which allows that to uh, occur. Right. It's very, uh, very, very, uh, that's why it's very dangerous for the elderly and especially those who have chronic conditions, medical conditions as well, 
like asthma and stuff because when you have uh, more coughing going on when you have severe asthma you're unable to cough and that just w weakens you like you have literally no chance of dying it's very very uh scary stuff if if precautions are not taken properly got you yeah so i'm just trying to i'm just trying to see like you know what uh like how trump is able to handle it i mean he's handling it by you know not trying to raise panic which is the right thing but there's only so much that so much panic that you're able to handle before everything goes haywire i mean i don't know what the situation is going on in uh in Virginia, but uh, Oregon and Washington, like those ones, they, they're going to get hit very, very hard. I mean, and, and of course, California. Now, do you think that it would get totally out of control to the point where you have more deaths than the flu? With the in the cases of the sanctuary cities, um, I think it's I think indirectly there's going to be more deaths because more people are going to be panicking when they're going to grocery stores just to get masks and gloves hand sanitizers, and especially canned foods. I mean, this is something that uh, Sticks, Hexenhammer 666, has been, uh, has been telling people, like, on his post, on his videos, like, you know, you got stock up on foods right now, so that way, if there is a panic, like what's, what's going on in the sanctuary cities, nobody's trying to beat each other up over some select foods. So I think that there will be deaths, not necessarily because of coronavirus, but more so because of the fear that the coronavirus is trying to spread onto people. I got you. That, that makes sense. But hey, man, I got a lot of calls online, so I'm going to get to yeah, a few yeah. more. Yeah, no problem. Just wanted to let you know about that. So thank you for taking my call. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Take care. Yeah, I think that I think we'll be fine by and large. And there may be some panic because of, you know, lack of supplies. That might be the main thing, lack of supplies because of the, the trade being disrupted and people panicking. It, but no sense in panicking because it's like, what are you going to do? Like most, most people are not prepared anyway. Like you can't get prepared now. If you're not prepared in general, then it's too late. It's too late to try to get prepared now. You're, you're far, you're, you're beyond the time to try and get prepared. All right, call you on the line. So seven, who am I speaking to? Yeah, this is Ivan, man. All righty, man, what's going uh, on? Hey, what's going on? What's wrong with the, uh, with the, uh... With our president, he keeps misleading people now with the coronavirus. Okay, so what, what did he do now? Uh, well, he, he said, you remember, uh, it was a tweet that he sent that the coronavirus uh, will disappear when the, uh, when the, uh, in uh, higher temperatures, in warmer weather. Uh, according to the CDC, they can't confirm that, but that's what he tweeted. So that's why the media is going after him, because he keeps misleading, he keeps with his, either, either lie or misleading. Second, he said that we, we're close to a vaccine. We're doing the vaccine rapidly. Um, there, there's no evidence that we're having a vaccine rapidly. We don't even have a trial yet. So where is he getting the information? That's, I'm, I'm just wondering where this guy, in a moment of, 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 of a crisis, well, we don't have a crisis, but we don't even know yet because we don't know how many people are infected. You remember the person that died, they say we know how he got infected. So why keep saying these things that leave that, that because you're the President of the United States, I mean, the President of the United States says something, is the war, is his statement been taken as, as a fact from the only world organization, organization and from the CDC. So the CDC contradicts what he said, why he keep lying? 
Do you know why he keep lying? Why he keep uh, repeating? Now, as far as the vaccine in the press conference today, one of the disease experts said they have a trial right now in human patients right now today. That was in the press conference from one of the disease. Yeah, not, well, not, that, wait, that, wait, that. wait, 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 mm-hmm. not, not Trump, but for one of the experts, they said that today. So when you're talking about a vaccine being in the works, that's how you get a vaccine right there. You put no, it. It's working, it, we're working in a vaccine. They don't have a trial yet. That's uh, what they said. But they got, so they, they have it, they have it, they have the trial in human patients right now, like now, today. No, so, no. so what he said was All true. Right. No, it was not true. That because that was the I'm talking about the Tuesday, the Wednesday uh, press conference. That's the way they say all this thing. That the warm weather we get rid of of the virus. So now, and so the, 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 all right, so so I was just talking about not the warm weather thing. I was talking about the whole vaccine thing. So I just said that that's true. So what you said was false. Now, as far as no, the whole now 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 as far as the whole thing about the April, let me just read this verbatim so Tamika just talk about it. This is what it says. Mm-hmm. Now the virus we're talking about having to do you know a lot of people think that it goes away in april with the heat as the heat comes in typically that will go away in april we're in great shape though we have 12 cases 11 cases and many of them are in good shape now that was february 10th now did he say that the virus will go away in april in that he said that in the tweet sir the question i'm I'm reading it right now did he say it's going to go away he said that was warm weather. We, we, China, we don't have to worry because in warm weather, we, the, the disease will go away. No evidence. Look, everything that he said contradicts what the people from the CDC said. Everything. That's what, that's what they're all over him. No, because the media, yes, the media was going to pump up on you. That's the job of a, You want to take the job as a president, you got to be ready to take a beat. You got to be ready to take a beat because the media was going to attack you. Attack a bush. Attacking Bush Sr., attacking Reagan, attacking Obama, all they want to attack you. That's the media. That's, that's their, well, but also, he creates his own problem when he says things that are not true. He say, well, you know, I, I'm not sure, or, or then, then he says something that is not truthful. Then the media come and hit him hard. Like, for example, let me give you an example. He said he say that, that the reason that the stock market dropped 1,100 points was because the debate on Tuesday night about the Democrats, what they were saying. And the reason that they're up 1,100 points, I mean, uh, I think it was 1,000 points and 1,123 points, it was because the coronavirus, because what happened in China. So that's one of the reasons. Hold on, wait, so, so you're saying that the stock market is not going down because of the coronavirus? It's because of the coronavirus. Okay, so, wait, so what are you talking here. about then? Well, that's not what he said. He said because it was because the Democrats were talking nonsense in the stage on the on Tuesday debate. First of all, the debate was on Tuesday night, right, at 9 p.m. The stock market closed at 5. You're talking about Monday and Tuesday. That means the, the market was already closed. The, 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 the uh, Dow Jones already dropped over 1,100 points. So why he said when the debate was on Look, on look, see, night? look, look, you don't, you don't understand what's going on. The Democrats... On stage, were saying certain things that they already had been saying. They were, sir, I'm not finished talking. I'm not finished talking. I'm going to mute you. Now, the Democrats were saying things on stage that they had already been saying about the virus inducing panic, which is causing, in part, the stock market to crash because people are selling off due to the coronavirus. People are saying, oh, man, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be an issue. When you have a big platform like that, if you're the media and if you're the Democrats on the stage, you are not helping. You're further inducing panic, therefore causing the sell-off. 
So that was why he said what he said, and he's right. Go ahead. That's not true. That I'm wrong. That I'm wrong. That's not true. It's because the problem uh, a lot of manufacturing companies been closed in China due to the virus. So the production for different products and servicing companies that that you know they have companies in, in different parts of the world, the production has been going down. That's one of the reasons. So a lot of a lot of shareholders. So it's right one of the reasons, not the only reason. Selling. It's one of the reasons, right? You just said it. So that's not the that's only the reason. Major reason. No, you no no no. You just said. I'm gonna be true. You just said it was one of the reasons. Now you're saying it's a major reason. When I call you out on it, you said it right at first. Don't lie. Just say it was one of the reasons. Another reason is what I just said about people inducing panic. It's not just a one. It's not, it ain't just one factor to it. There's many factors to the whole situation. <laughs> I know you got a different president Trump. It's funny. I know you got to do that. I know you got to do your job. But that's not the truth. The truth is because what I, imports in China is way down. Production is way down. What's, what's going on with the virus? A lot of plants being closed. If plants are being closed, that means that companies cannot sell, the, can sell their products, right? And how shareholders invest? Tell me how shareholders invest. Do you know? What do you mean? How do they invest? How they, I mean, how, how they look in the pro, invest of the production and sell of a company. That's, it, that's how the evaluation of the stock or the price of a stock. So that means if there's no production, that means... Sir, you already said that it was one of the reasons, not the only reason. So don't don't try to fix What's it now. the main reason? You I said it was one. Now you're trying to say it was the main. Just pick pick a story and stick to it. Pick a story and stick to it, sir. The Democrat, but it's not true what he says. It has nothing to do with the Democrats. It's all garbage. It's because what the fear in China, in Asia, a lot of the right. production comes from Asia. One of the so reasons that's, is that's, because of huh? the panic, as well as the lack in production. It's simple. It's not a hard thing to understand. It has nothing to do with the Democrats. It has nothing to do with the Democrats. So that people, people that have a high platform, they get on TV and they say certain, I'm talking, you're going to mute. So when Democrats, they get on stage, have a high platform, they're saying these things, same thing with the mainstream media. There's nothing to do with it. Anybody looking at that? These debates aren't getting millions upon millions of views all over the country and all over the world. Not just the debates, but also when they go out there and they speak and they say certain things to the press, these things have an impact all around the world. It matters. So when you say stuff like that, people listen and then they may take action as a result. That ain't the only reason why the stock market is plunging. That's one of the reasons why and Trump was correct. It's an obvious thing. So the debate is in Tuesday night. You're going to have an impact on the You're not listening today, to what you know? I'm saying. You're just focused on, you're focused on just saying what you want to say and not listening to what anybody else is saying. So on that note, have a good night, sir. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, you got to have, your, you gotta have your, your eyes open and your ears open to listen. He's saying, oh, well, the debate was Tuesday. How could the debate shape the response to the virus on the stock market? It ain't just about the debate. It's about what they were saying in the debate that had been said by them outside of the debate. They were saying some of the same things they'd been saying on stage at the debate previously. Like, learn how to um, listen and learn how to read, sir. But let's get to the next call. 212, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello. Yes. Anthony, can you hear me? I hear you well. Yes, I haven't talked with you in a very long time. I have a lot to say. First of all, I need to know where blacks for Trump 
the contact person here in New York City. Okay? So, I don't know who the contact person is. I've been Googling in. So, if you can send that information to me, please do. All right. Let me talk. Let me start to talk. I'm now a registered independent. A number of people have told me I need to do a YouTube channel. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to start to go live on my Facebook page. And I will be calling out every single one of the racist, misogynistic, xenophobic Democrats that are running. And I have the receipts, and I've done the work. That's what we have to do. Because if we don't do that, and get particularly to these baby boomers, and I am a baby boomer, second generation, native Californian. California is probably the most racist state in this country, and I know it. All my cousins, except three, an aunt and uncle, and my father, who was born in Texas, are the only family members that were not raised in California, and my dad was raised in California as well. The family migrated from Texas when he was two. Know a lot, quite a few celebrities. I grew up in South Central, Compton, and Watts, and then I went then in my junior year went to Inglewood High School, which was predominantly white then. It was just about white then. Okay, I went to school with Reggie Theus. My brother played pro ball. I will not share that information here. He played in Italy and in two teams in the United States, and I will be setting the record straight on his life and doing a documentary. Uh, Jerry West is married to Karen Bowie, who was our head cheerleader at Inglewood High. She was a senior when I was a junior. I was taught by Tommy Hawkins, former Laker player. I took his class in the exploitation of the athlete and the psychology of the black athlete at Cal State University, Long Beach. I got my master's from Pepperdine, and I did get a fellowship to USC, okay, and graduated with honors. South Central was home. So I remember when there were places you could not go in California. You didn't go to Bakersfield. You didn't go to Orange County unless you were going to Disneyland, Lion Country, Fasari, uh, and uh, Knoxbury. You just didn't go there. Matter of fact, you didn't even cross Crenshaw Drive because the Klan were heavy in Inglewood. That's why I say California is a very racist state. And we need to call that state out and educate people. You cannot educate black folks without giving them the information they can see. And it is out there. Know all about Kobe. Know all about the L.A. Lakers. Because as a kid, we sat there and watched the Lakers and UCLA. Going back to when I was a little girl, as I said, Certain places you just didn't go. You didn't live in Riverside. You didn't live in Laguna Beach, Palos Verdes. You didn't, matter of fact, you didn't even go this place. You didn't even go to um, 
what is it? Um, Huntington Park, mm. Downey, Linwood. Okay, so things have changed, but California is very racist. When I was home in 2014, and I stayed with my my girlfriend in Compton because I did grow up in Compton, and I was there for my high school reunion. It was a mess. My Mexican-American friends are mad about these open borders. It has nothing to do with being against Mexican. South America is a mess. The borders do not need to be open. The president is correct on that. Now, my problem with the president, and I'm now a registered independent, and I will be calling out Bernie Sanders because I worked on his campaign. I know Cornell. I know Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard is a damn fool. She'll never (laughs) win as a Democrat. You know, when somebody pees and S's on you, it's time to move on. She'd do better to become a true independent or a Republican. And I do believe the president had offered her a position. She should have taken it. Bernie pimped us for 24 big ones, then sold us out to Hillary. He did not have to do that. You live and you learn. He is a Marxist. I majored in sociology. I know all about the Russian Revolution. And we do not want that in this country. There are people we need to fear. Um, Oprah Winfrey is one of them. Not because of Harvey Weinstein, because Harvey Weinstein is so far down the chain. It's the big people she's involved in. We're talking about Bilderberg. President Trump did not attend Bilderberg. He sent a representative. Obama was there. Hillary was there. George Bush was there. What people don't know is that Obama has known George Bush since he was a little boy because of his stepfather. He's one of the richest people in the world. That's all documented. You can look it up. So we've got to give the real receipts, and that's how I'm going to use my Facebook page. Another thing, it is time for President Trump, and I, by the way, I have signed up to work on his campaign here in New York City. Also, we need a town hall in New York with black folks here in New York City. So I'm working on that. I'm working on finding the first black American female Supreme Court justice. That's who I want to see replace Ruth Ginsburg. Not a liberal, a constitutionist. Um, I want us to start sending emails to the president regarding Bernal Donald Gill, who was his strongest advocate who was a Bernie supporter like me. I want to know why she did not get a position, and I would like the president to reach out to her for his next administration. Um, He does need a few more black people, but qualified black American cabinet members. He is draining the swamp. I support the first lady. She's a class act. 
the president doesn't talk enough about the thing, other things he's doing for black Americans because I watched the um, State of the Union. I rushed home from Washington, D.C. I was there to support Dr. Randy Short. Everybody needs to go look at H.R. 5 if you haven't looked at it. It's very important for the future of our children in terms of the issue of this transgender stuff. That's not gay bashing because my aunt and my uncle were both gay, and I interviewed Sir Lady Java, who was um, the Grand Marshal for the gay parade in California a few years back. So I'm not talking about that. But I do not like the demasculation of our young brothers. And by the way, I have never been a feminist. My, I'm a strong black woman because of my dad, and I will read everybody. Okay, I live on the Upper East Side. Why? Because when my ex-husband and I moved from Brooklyn, which you can't move to Fort Greene anymore because you can't afford it, we couldn't move to Harlem. These Democrats are scaring black folks with gentrification, open borders, and the president being a racist. And we've got to call them out. I agree with you on that, but I got a lot of calls online. I got to get to a few more. So thank you for okay. the call. I definitely what appreciate I you. Need, what I need to ask you is who is the contact person here in New York okay. for Blacks for Trump? How can I find that information out? Well, okay. Now, the the name of the organization is Black Voices for Trump. There, there's a different yeah. one called Black. There's, there's, there's another one called Blacks for Trump. That ain't the one you want. Now, you're probably going to contact a guy named King Face. He's in New York. He's part oh, of the. I know who he is, a young brother. Yeah. I don't know. Get in touch, touch with him. Um, you on you for Trump? Black voices for Trump. Yes. Uh, King Face. He's, he's um really big on Instagram. I don't know if you're on social media or whatnot, but he's there. Yeah. Yeah. King. King Face. And it's. Black voices for Trump. Black voices for Trump. That's right. Okay, because I need to contact him, like I said. And um, I'll well, call in again. Okay. Uh, everybody, I'll be going live on my Facebook page, so I'll be giving everybody the information right. that we can give. Last thing, please support Rosebud, the comedian. Everybody I, I got you. Watch him. He's in California. You, you know, Patricia Dixon. All right. And... Oh, last thing. Very oh, I'm on caller. I'm sorry. I got I got like no time left. I got to get to the next call. I'm sorry. Call, call back again. Okay. And we'll get to it. Okay. I'll call in again. All right. Great. Oh. All right. Thank you. All right. Shout out to the caller. And thank you all for being here. I most certainly appreciate you. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Let me get to the next call. All right, Jordan. What's happening? Jordan. Hey, Riel. Can you hear me? Oh, yes, I can. I hear you well. All right, just making sure. Um, how's everything going? Um, everything's good, man. Can't complain. Yeah, it's very interesting uh, about the coronavirus because uh, we found out there were uh, 11 uh, cases in San Antonio for the coronavirus today. Well, 11 uh, in San Antonio? Like, confirmed yeah. cases? Yeah, because apparently there was, like, some cruise ship from Wuhan coming in uh, to Texas, and it was like... Um, 
it was real that a few of them had the, the virus and they're put in quarantine. So are they still on the ship or are they just like roaming around the community? Um, let me see. I don't know. They said um, they're, they're under quarantine orders in San Antonio after uh, they arrived. Okay. So, it's, it's so, so, so they're not just, you know, waltzing around, going to the oh, grocery store. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I'm about to say, all right, I got you. I don't think it's outbroken in um in uh Texas yet, but they, they it was about to happen. So yeah, hopefully, but, hopefully not. Yeah, but the funny thing is, I don't see. I see a lot of people bashing Trump and Pence, but I see no nobody bashing China for causing all of this. It really activates those almonds a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel you because it's like okay. We, we know where it started. They're over there eating bats and rats and cats and dogs and everything up under the sun. And voila, there's a new virus. Or it could have been a bioweapon. Whatever it is, it didn't start here. It started in China. So they're responsible, not us. All we got to do right now is just keep ourselves safe and try to contain it the best we can. Yeah, because, I mean, really, I don't see, like, I see, like, Jimmy Kimmel uh, talking about, uh, oh, what's Trump going to do? Is he going to pray? I mean, what's Pence going to do? Is he going to pray the uh, coronavirus array? And I'm like, what what can Pence do? Um, I, I mean, the thing about it is people don't know people don't know too much about Mike Pence. When he was the governor of Indiana, Indiana was seen as the model of how to handle public health crisis, yeah. like the opioid crisis and stuff like that. And people tried to slam Pence because of his reaction to an HIV outbreak in Indiana in 2015. But that wasn't his fault. What happened was people were injecting a special kind of drug. Like it, it wasn't um, fentanyl or anything like that. It was a prescription drug that was unique. I, I forgot what it was called, but it was an outbreak of people using that. Just it, it kind of blew up and people were getting HIV just using dirty needles. So what he ended up doing later on was having a clean needle exchange to, yeah. to prevent it, to, to prevent it from spreading. Although he didn't want to do that at first is because if you do that, you may encourage people to use it, therefore making the problem worse. People just describe him as handling it improperly, but he, he did right as a governor for a very long time. Yeah, I, I understand that. And but I mean, I, you think people are going to care? Nobody's going to care. They'll they'll try anything to dump on Trump and Pence because they don't want to criticize our overlord China because China is worthy of criticism for this. That's why I kind of hate all these communist governments like when Chernobyl happened and the, the nuclear power plant exploded. The nuclear reactor core exploded. Nobody knew what to do. They were just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. And like tens of billions of dollars was wasted and people's lives are now or were greatly affected by it in Eastern Europe. And now you have the same thing going on here where you have China. Something happened and now this virus is spreading all over the world. Um, they don't know how to handle it. They're throwing, seeing what sticks on the wall from steroids to anything like that. And nobody's going to really call out them for, for screwing this up because this is all their fault. Stock market crashing and all that stuff. This is this is all their fault. They need to be held accountable for that. Most definitely. Absolutely. But uh, I said there was an exchange between Ocasio-Cortez and Ted Cruz um, uh, and about this whole thing. Oh, Pen and Cortez was like, oh, Pence isn't qualified. And then uh, Cruz decided to troll her about uh, Y chromosome, seeing what, what they were about. Mm -hmm. And then she started bringing out, oh, I won this science fair in MIT. Oh, I know I'm an expert on uh, a science fair. Yeah, <laughs> science fair. Won an award. Um, I'm like, okay, well, go go find a go find a cure for the coronavirus then since you, you're so uh, 
uh, you're so uh, intelligent with all these uh, the, the microbiology stuff. That's right, exactly. But yeah, I mean that that whole thing was fun because Cruz was like, um, "Hey, th- uh, by the way, nice job on the science fair," because he, he knows not to take her seriously. Right. But um, the, this Mulan, the the film was set to be a hit in China, but after this whole outbreak thing, people are kind of questioning that. The, yeah, yeah. I mean, like. The, the theaters are going to be kind of bare. It's not really, it's going to be a problem for, for movies because they depend on China for a lot of their money. Exactly. And uh, a comment on the, the, the White House meeting with um, uh, Diamond and Silk and all the people praying for Trump. Um, I have to wonder, Angela Rye says, like, who are these people? And I'm sitting here thinking, you, you have no idea who Alveda King is? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, if, if you don't know, then why don't you know? You should know who Alveda King is. I mean, come on. Do you, you know? Do you know a guy named Martin Luther King? You know, <laughs> like I mean, come on, man! Like, what are we talking about? But she knows who she knows who all of us are. You know, she's yeah. been on TV with us before. She knows who we are. So I don't understand why she's trying to play games like that. You know, I, I do hate that concept of you know, Angela. You mentioned this in your video, but she's talking about uh, black people are not monoliths. But then you want to shame people for for getting out of the whole echo chamber that black people have been in for quite some time. Right. And, and the same thing happened with Dyson. Uh, Michael Eric Dyson, when he was uh, interviewing, well, he was having that debate with Jordan Peterson. He was like, oh, uh, black people can't be individual with white supremacy and blah, 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 blah. And I'm sitting here thinking, how can black people be individuals if you're doing things like saying that Donald Trump is Kanye West's ventriloquist? <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it just, it really doesn't make sense. It's, it's just a joke. I, I don't really, but again, CNN is a joke in general and, and Angela Rye. That's right. Um, and as a last note before I go, um, I wanted to talk about Bernie Sanders for a short while because I, I can't fathom him being able to, to, to praise certain aspects of, of dictatorships. Like, for example, he likes to boast about the literacy program uh, for Cuba. You have to look at the literacy program to see how and the circumstances in Cuba to see how bad it, it really is. So the whole point of it was that there were already like an 80 percent literacy rate. He wanted Castro wanted to increase that to 100 percent and have them all read at at least a first grade level, which I, I would think is pretty easy to do um, considering the level you're at. But and, and but people are making a praise for that. But the question is. How can you be literate and be successful in a country that doesn't have books for a country that is impoverished? Like you all have all these literate people, yet they're in poverty. I mean, honestly, it it, it really doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense at all. But people would just kind of like use that as a talking point to really just at the end of the day, praise communism for being good. Look and, at this, they, you know, they, they improved your reading, but people are starving, they're hungry. You gotta wait in a line to even get a loaf of bread. I mean, come on. You got your rights being abused and all that stuff. And the same thing with China. Like he talks about China decreasing their poverty to virtually 0%. Okay, what else happened because of that? Income inequality increased because of that. Cause now ever since the cultural revolution ended with Mao, you now have people above the poverty line and then the really rich and income inequality increase. And now since jobs were urbanized, and I know I'm spending time here, but now that jobs were urbanized, rural places didn't have much, uh, didn't have as much success as those places. And so 
parents were uh, had to go to the urban cities and could not bring their children with them. Like China currently has 60 million children who are living without their parents because they're they're going to jobs in the city. And you know how the effects of the lack of parenthood that causes, you know, depression, juvenile behavior and all uh, delinquent behavior and all that stuff. So my point is people need to think outside the box as opposed to focusing on just the good things. That's right. All right. And um, all right. So I'm going to head out. I got a lot more, but I'll, I'll save it for later. All right. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Peace. Peace. All right. Thanks, my man, Jordan, for the call. Most certainly appreciate him. We got super chats to read right quick. Then I get back to the calls. And you know, you guys on the Jordan number, the call is 434-658-1220. If you like what you're hearing so far, please like the video. Please share the video as well. And if you are not subscribed yet, go ahead and do that. It is absolutely free. But thank you to the super chatters. We have uh, shouting from the cheap seats who says, white supremacist noun a minority who by becoming successful smashes the victim narrative see candace owens see also lauren chin and avl hey, there you go <laughs> thank you for that man definitely appreciate you uh shout out to big al who says democrats laughing at trump and his economy due to coronavirus but democrats would vote to put a socialist in the white house lol exactly like, what are we talking about here? But that's how Democrats operate. But thank you for your donation. I most certainly appreciate you. Thank you to Ellie Bell, who says 90% of all our medicine is made in China. That's a problem. The antibiotics and even some of the face masks and stuff like that, which we don't have a lot of. Thank you for that. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you to JNBD, who says, thanks for your great work, APL. God bless Patriots. Thank you for your donation and your very kind words. I most certainly appreciate it. Thank you to Pineapolotomist, who says, for listeners, check out Wim Hof, Ultimate Health. All righty, that's W-I-M-H-O-F. Thank you for that. I definitely appreciate you. Thank you to 64Pink256, who says, play NPR, Mobsters, Players Revenge on Facebook, iOS, and Android. God bless ABL. Thank you for that, and I most certainly appreciate you for your donation. Let's get back to the calls. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Let's go to, already, let's try 206 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hold on one second here. ABO? Yes, indeed. <laughs> what up, son? It's Dougie. Oh, everything's good, man. What's going on? Oh, uh... You know, same old, same old, man, scrapping, you know, trying to, you know, kick, you know, scratch and claw my way up, you know. Um, Black History, man, Billy Lee. Uh, you know who Billy Lee is, right? Um, no, who is that? George Washington's best friend. Couldn't have founded the country without him, man. Um, they were the two best uh, warriors in, uh, in the country, They're the best writers and the best shooters. Um, you know he saved uh, George Washington's uh, life a few times. Um, at least, I mean, I don't think anybody would have talked smack about, about Billy Lee in front of him either. So, um, I, I think he's definitely my top three, you know, and, uh, yeah, uh, founding father, not founding brother. <laughs> so, um, you remember when Jesse Owens made, uh, Hitler's master race look like a bunch of chumps? <laughs> Good times, right? Wow. So, um, coronavirus, man. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I talked about a month ago about it, but, um, you know, right after I talked to you, did you see the Resident Evil connection? Um, no. So the Level 4 Biolab in China has the same brand logo as the Evil Umbrella Corp, uh, who created the zombie virus in the game. Wow. No way. You serious? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, in the game, it's red, but in, in real life, it's blue. Wow. And, uh, and Raccoon City, where it takes place, is an anagram for Corona. So, two on that for a little while, right? Too many uh, uh, man. man, you just dropped something on me right there. That's going. I'm gonna think about that for a minute. Wow. Yeah, you should. You can look it up on YouTube. You got to scroll down a while because they're trying to hide it. But but yeah, I mean the the brand logo is right there. It, it's same exact shape, same exact thing, uh, just different. Half of it's a different color. But um, you know, I believe Trump. You know, I was telling you, everybody, be safe. You know, look. Buying some food and, and all the stuff you want right now is going to help Trump's economy, okay? But I believe Trump. He's right more than the fake news, okay? Uh, the ideal temperature is 40 degrees um, for it to survive on surfaces, right? So the hotter it gets, the shorter period of time it will survive. And there's a possibility the virus is specific towards uh, Asian DNA phenotype, right? Um, just speculation. But as far as I know, zero Caucasians have died as of yet. So if hmm. it does break out in the U.S. and that ends up true, right, um, that's a racist virus, man, for real. <laughs> um, crime against humanity if somebody created that thing, that monster, too. Yeah, for sure. So, Absolutely. For sure. But, um, yeah, ain't no harm in buying a bunch of food that you can eat. I mean, I'm not saying go full Mormon. You know, two years, if you want to go to heaven, they got to have two years of food. They're going to inherit the earth if Yellowstone blows up. Uh, next subject, Bernie Bros. Um, <laughs> you're somebody in Interclean Eastwood, right? Instead of El Camino, it's like El Antonio, you know? Uh, yeah, yes, sir, yes, indeed. <laughs> Get off my lawn. Get off the sir. lawn. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you, you know, you, you said you didn't really get the whole well-regulated militia thing. Um, but Emilio Estevez and, uh, and Nate Dogg told you what it was, man. You know, what, what do you think um, Nate Dogg's going to do if he sees some globalists all in his homies mix, right? <laughs> so you just need 71 friends, you know, you know, who are warriors, man. And that's, you know, it, it really no nothing funny about it, man. You know, I got a strap and uh, I, I'm scared that I will have to, you know, squeeze that trigger. But um, but that's a well-regulated militia is an entire city town full of people who are willing to die for the Constitution, you know. And um, and and so, yeah, but Bernie can't even protect himself from DNC corruption, man. And. Can't even convince his wife Jane not to be corrupt, man. She was borrowing money on the taxpayer's dime, knowing that her school couldn't pay it back. She... So, you know, um, I, I I disagree with some of Trump's stuff because I, you know, I want it to happen faster. I see a lot of people dying, but but I want to tell you why I like Trump because uh, you know I don't want to be looking at what he's doing wrong, you know, and um, you know, starting from when he stood on Ground Zero, uh, day after 9/11. Um, said it was impossible. He said, I got guys, man. It's impossible. It couldn't fall down like that. And then, so he believes in physics, right? So then he says, we need more global warming. So I looked it up. CO2 is only 0.04 of 1% of the entire Earth's atmosphere. So he's got a point, right? I've talked talk to you about that before, right? Mm -hmm. The greenhouse gas Nazis thinking that the CO2 causes airports to recalibrate runways, right? Science, man. Mm -hmm. So if, in this country, if you're 100 and you go into a hospital, you die of complications due to influenza, they record that as death by flu, not death by natural old age. In China, they don't do that. They don't like failure. So the numbers are different, right? So Trump's a science truther to me, man. You know, um, and it's, by the way, the uh, Scalise shooting, that was a deep state hit, man, because he called out uh, child slave traders um, on the uh, floor of the house. Mm. Um, and the guy that shot him um, had an adopted daughter who committed suicide, so they gave him another one. So um, wow, 
Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's funny, man. You know, I'm in Seattle, and there was this guy with his pants around his ankle smoking a, a meth pipe the other day, and I thought about you. <laughs> yeah and then today there was a girl with multicolored hair stealing some candy i thought about you again uh, so because you know hey man who talks about it more than you right so you know basically trump man he had to change his tune on matthew eight eighteen six, right i don't know if you know about that but you know um you can look up matthew eighteen six about hurting kids right hmm. um he had to backpedal on wikileaks and, you know, he can't talk about how the corporations are buying their stock back anymore with the QE money because they've been re- doing repo markets since 2001, right? But, but either way, man, number one thing, I mean, besides never starting a war and de-escalating four or five now, which is awesome, right, most peaceful president of all time, um, 50% of Trump supporters think that, you know, um, HRC is involved with uh, child slaving. And uh, I cried, man. So I was so happy when I heard that because I'd known about it for 35 years. And uh, the fact that half the population knows, because you know half of those people who don't even vote know too. And um, I'm a Django, ba- you know, I'm a Django and Chain type of person, baby. You know, I'm, you know, we got thousands of traitorous judges, and I hope Trump can get them all. Okay, he's the best truther we could ask for. You know, he's the best business consolidator for when the economy does does get hit. And uh, we're in good hands, man. He's funny too, man. A Bloomberg impersonation. Thanks, man. I almost missed that. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for that, man. So, um, yeah, man. It's always good talking to you. And uh, you know, I just wanted to, you know, call up and talk about your subjects. Oh, and and don't be too hard on Ivan, man. You know, I'd hire him. I'd make him wear a gas mask. I'd find a job that that required that, so I couldn't hear him talking. But he shows up to work. Shows up to work every day, man. He's your Juan Williams, right? That, that's right. Exactly. One hundred percent. Then he fires you up too. And and you know what? <laughs> You should have kids, sir. You are extremely patient. You're extremely patient. <laughs> you know, make, you make a good dad someday. All right? That's right. I'm going to let you get to other calls. You have a wonderful evening, sir. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Always a pleasure. Bye. All right. I, that was a great call. My man, that's that 3,000 that 3, IQ right there. Super smart guy. I could tell. Shout out to him. All right. Let's get to the next call here. Let's go 206 on line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, 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 this is Charles. All righty, man. What's going on? Hello? Yes, I'm here. Hey, hey. How, 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 oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. I did about spot. You know, hey, hey, hey. So just, you know, just, uh, just you know, a couple a couple important things. I'd um, just like to start with a little bit of a, a joke. I think it was it was from last week's show, you, you know. So you know you know how liberal places talk about misgendering so, you know, some, somebody, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So I remember last week you were, you were talking about to quote, uh, you know, you know, talk about what's what's her face, uh, Kamala, Kamala, you know, Harris, and you said about how about how you know black woman or woman of color. And I, I was just thinking on last week's show, I was like, man, you, you know, not misgender, but you know, you know, misidentified her race, if you will, you know. So surprised, you know, but the PC police weren't weren't, weren't all, all all over that, but we know how, the, how those things go. But <laughs> you know, any, anyway, you got your yeah, man, just um, thought that was, you know, kind of funny, but just poking fun at their nonsense. But yesterday's video when he said about how, about, you know, about how um, Angela Rye, Don Lemon, mocking, mocking Trump voters, again, another 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 example of, you know, not only something that can grind our gears, burn our biscuit, and just piss us off, if, if you will. It's just, just another example 
if the situation, if the shoe was on, was on the other foot, like the last three or four years, like most anything else, whether it's been any type of verbal harassment, you know, eggs and vandalism to your car, um, physical assault, et cetera, if the if the shoe was was on was on the other foot, imagine imagine how it would be. And yet, you have the same type of people, the same type of liberals. You've got MS. DNC or MS13 NBC or MSNBS, mm-hmm. you know, because there many, you know, there's many different nicknames for it. I mean, yours is MSN or MS13 um, NBC and the MSDNC. That's you know, President Trump and Sean Hannity, and then there's others. I'll just say one more. John Miller uses MSNBS, but <laughs> that's a good one. Understand, understanding, right? You know, gotta be, gotta be different. You know, blah blah blah. Oh, but wait. You 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 dis you disagree with me, and then of course you know of course Angela Rye and you know greasy lipped witch Donna Lamone, you know anybody in the chat will know who I'm talking about. I'm not going to swear on your show. I'm shout out to Jericho Green, greasy lipped witch Donna Lamone, and that man on at 9 p.m. on MSN. You see Ricky, you know Ricky Maddow. You know oh <laughs> you no, know, it's not a it's not a white male. You know which is another one, another one ABL. You know, earlier, man, you only said white. You didn't say white. But I, I, I know it's all cool, man. Just throw, throw, throwing that out. Oh, oh, there's a woman. There's a person of color. There's someone who's not Christian. You know, you know what else? What else do we call them? So, so that there is that. You know, so just like thinking, they just they just keep on doing that. And don't you think that you know, at, you know, by by this point, they're only gonna you know, it's like if they're not living in an echo chamber, that is to say. You know, you know, their viewers with PDS or are stuck to that, that they're not going to they're only going to drive people away. Right. Like moderates, independents, regular everyday normies who don't follow politics much. If they happen to turn on the TV, you know, the TV set or wherever they're watching, they're not going to want to watch that. Right. What do you think? Say so, so they won't watch wet now. Uh, oh, 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 just about about what what they pulled on 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 Don Lemon's show. They're only going to turn, oh, yeah. turn people more people off, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you because you know stuff like that. It's like okay, call. I mean, the people that are just watching regular TV, why would you voluntarily tune into something like that where they're nasty, where they're attacking people? Nobody wants to see that. They're turning channel. I mean, people are watching CNN because a lot of times they're held captive. They're in a hotel, not a hotel, but an airport, and it's blasting right in front of them. And, you know, they're in the car dealership. That's the only reason why they're watching it. They're not going to turn on that voluntarily. Right. No, exactly. Exactly. But there's also good. There's also good news, Anthony. There's um, there's another conservative YouTuber. Uh, he is, his name is uh, Steve, you know, Steve Turley. Just to put him out. He had a video about two to three months ago when he mentioned, and I saw an article which confirmed it, that CNN is losing their airport monopoly, which um, for some of us, I mean, I, you know, I believe, you know, you travel a lot, and I know I travel a lot, and to anybody in this chat, for any of you, you know, who's traveling a lot, you may be losing, you may not have to be watching, you know, CNN anymore, that is, if you're not on your phone, whatever, in the Philadelphia and San Francisco International Airports, uh, Steve Turley mentioned in his video that they did not renew their contracts, so that's, you know, that's coming to coming to an end, Finally. so we don't have to, <laughs> right, right, so we don't have to work of, um, of uh, of uh, Slick Willie and uh, Blamery Crooked Ross <laughs> and Rodham Clinton and anymore. I sorry, man. I, I just have nicknames for them, so no more. You know, and, and then to get to my other point, ABL. The other point is, you know, got you know, got you know, gotta love it. I mean, let's just look at 
you know, I mean, guys like you and I, we're guys in our 30s, but look at who the left loves to attack, teenagers and children, and then, you know, and then, and then uh, you know, elderly people, you know, 70 plus, 80 plus teenagers, you know, young, you know, young kids. I mean, very rarely are they going to attack, like, you know, like guys, uh, you know, our age. Doesn't it always seem like they just love to go after people that are, you know, more often than not, the vast majority of the time, who are the least able, you know, to defend themselves, or at least not as good as, like, you know, like a man like like our age, like guys in our 30s. Yeah, they always do that. That's a common thing. So they'll go to some of these rallies where, no, where you know, people aren't armed, and a lot of times you catch somebody by themselves, where they're like uh, 15 or 20 of them. It'd be one person, maybe an elderly person or uh, a woman that seems kind of small. They may attack them if they feel like, you know, they're on the wrong side politically. But when we had that gun rally in Virginia, there were no Antifa there. There was no violence, no crime. Not, they, it wasn't even any kind of trash on the ground. You had guys getting on their hands and knees, picking up stickers from the ground that were stuck to the ground just to make sure everything was clean. You know, so you see how things are when you have conservatives in a place. Everything's cool. Everything's safe. And everybody's armed responsibly versus these Antifa guys. They they get all kind of needle and drug paraphernalia, waste, all kind of stuff. It's just nasty people. And I think people can understand that at this particular point in time. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, de 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 definitely, definitely. Just one, you know, one full, you know, about one full up question to that. I saw, I watched the the John Miller video to that on uh, January twentieth when you know when when he, when he was when he was there uh, when he was there and for the most part you know, everything seemed seemed to be pretty cool, calm and you know and collected. And did did you go to that that rally, Israel? What rally was that? Yeah, they, did you go to the January 20th rally for Second Amendment rights in Richmond? No, I, I wanted to go, but I just couldn't go because of I, I was going to something else at the same time. I couldn't make it, but I wanted to go. Oh, oh, oh gotcha. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because as as many of us know, yeah, I know that's your home state. For I just feel for any of your family and friends who are still in Virginia. I know you're. We know you're in Tennessee now, but it's just a bummer for them. And if they do a you know obnoxious blackface north of them in a state like Virginia, <laughs> but you know, for yeah, it's like say for me, I'm out on the left coast, man, and you know, to Marina from LA earlier, shout out to her. Hey, all along the left coast, I'm with her and uh, Justin Miller. Don't, you know, don't worry, don't worry, we'll kick the commies out. But any, anyway, uh, ABL, I'm gonna let you get to your next caller, man. And uh, thanks again for taking my call, man. And I hope to see you. You know, we got just over, we got eight months and, and you know, and you know, and, and three days until we're gonna see some screaming at the skies. <laughs> I'm being dignified. We got, we got, we got this, guys. They're gonna scream at the sky on November third when the map is so it's so red. One hundred percent, man. Thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. All right, take care, ABL. Okay, man. Bye bye. All right, shout out to the caller. Most certainly appreciate him. And we got a few more calls on the line. I'm gonna try to get to a few more here. Seven one two, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Anthony, you're speaking to Alan from Iowa. How are we doing today? Everything's great. Can't complain about yourself. Great, great. Hey, I just wanted to kind of bring some things up. Let me turn my phone off a little bit while I listen to you. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Trump, and especially the black people need to really look at something here, especially them calling, you know, all of us Trump supporters racist and him racist and stuff like that. There was a, I don't know her name. I wish I would have caught it. But at, it was uh, at the, uh, I think it was today or yesterday, uh, the, black, the History Black Month, 
at White House, there was a 90-year-old gal that basically, sweet gal, uh, basically went out, and it'd be a good, this would be a good clip for you too, I think. Um, she went out and she spoke about how she sat on a, got on a train, took a train ride from, if I remember, Nashville, Tennessee, all the way to Houston, Texas. Have, did you see that or not? No, I didn't. And, okay, and she talked about, this is back in 1955, and they, the conductor came up to her basically and just said, you need to move back to the, to the back of the, basic back of the train. And she says, no, I'm not going to go no Jim Crow. Oh, oh, no, yeah, I, I did, I did hear that. Yes, I did hear that, yeah, because she was talking on stage when Trump was right there. I did hear that. Yes, exactly. The one thing that struck me, and it struck me from the very beginning when I seen uh, President Trump in the second debate when, like, for instance, Ben Carson. Uh, instead of just, you know, like the rest of them did, like Ben Carson, they all walked by. When Trump went by, he stopped and st stood right beside Ben Carson until they straightened it out. One thing I did notice about President Trump, he's not a young guy. I mean, he's way older than me. And yet, when she got done, she said, also, she goes, I don't believe in abortion, and I know this man doesn't either. And she held his hand, and he held hers. But when she was heading off the stage, he actually helped her off the stage. So and I thought, you know, if that doesn't show respect to somebody, no matter, I mean, it doesn't matter what your color of your skin is or something, but to me that, that, if he was racist, he's very, very bad at it. But but it's such a clip that I thought that was should be kind of highlighted that he is not a you know I don't believe he's a racist I don't so I kind of wanted to kind of say something on you about that. I also got done. You're talking about Candace Owens. I've been following her since she first came out with her uh, little videos. She had a interview with Glenn Beck. I would suggest anybody to watch that. Um, very entailing about her. Uh, and she kind of predicts that you're, you have some great callers today, really some great callers, especially the first one. Was it was five of them, if I remember. Five blacks are going to kind of be voting for Trump. I, you guys are making a difference. Don't think you're not. You are making a difference. But anyhow, she thinks that it's going to be between 20 and maybe 20, 30% of blacks can be voting for Trump this year. Which I thought was, well, that's kind of really gutsy, but she should know. So I just wanted to give her kudos because Glenn Beck says, I think you're going to go far and we'll see. So I just wanted to touch on that. I was watching a little bit of C, C, uh, CPAC too. Have you ever been to CPAC? I've not, no. That would be something that I, I'm I'm actually thinking maybe next year I need to go. I've never been to. It yeah, myself. I'm going. I'm going next year. I, I almost went this year, but I was a little bit too late when I decided. I'll definitely be going next year though for sure. Yeah, there was a a gentleman. I've been kind of following him a little bit. His name's John James. Uh, he's got a, he. God, he gave an inspirational uh, speech uh, about his father. He's a uh, he's running for uh, senator in this great state of uh, Michigan. And I'm going to try to, I'm going to send him some money to try to support him because he's just, he's just an elegant speaker. I mean, I mean I'm being, I'm military. He's military. I have a lot of respect for anybody that's in the military that, that's 
running for Congress. So anyhow, if you get a chance to look at that John John James, I think his name is John James out of Michigan, uh, and just listen to his speech. It just it was it was I was very inspired. It actually made me jumping up on the floor and stuff and listening to him. So anyhow, I wish you a good evening, and uh, just to let you guys know too, every supporter. Let me put it this way: there. Candace Owens said something, something in that interview, and it's true. The black people are basically the power because the liberals have basically kind of given you the power, just like you were saying earlier about the gentleman that had the shooting. They're not bringing that up because what? Because he's colored and because he's black. And you do have a larger platform than you think. And... You're using it for good works. We need to kind of turn people around and get them basically right. like get them off the plantation. All right. So well, I thank you. I thank you from person of my heart, an old white man that's got a heart here that I really appreciate you, and I believe in the things that you do is going to be good for the country, and that's what we need. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. You bet. Thank you for letting me talk. All right, shout out to the caller. I got time for one more call. Should I put on up? Nipping, what's going on? Oh, not much. How are you? I thought I had to, I almost proceeded to go into my Skype to call again, but I didn't know you'd picked up this time. We're right here, so what's going on? Oh, the left have now politicized the coronavirus. Yes, pretty much. That, that's what's As going if- on. As if the Trump has bought it to the states. You know, I think anytime they can try to attack Trump, they'll do it. They don't, don't even really care what it is. Things that he has no problem. Things that he didn't do at all. They're not his fault. They'll still try to blame on him. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, but they're, they're acting as if <clears throat> everyone's going to be wiped off the face of the earth. Yeah, nah, I think we'll be just fine. It's not really that big of a deal. Yeah, yeah. the majority of people who died are either Chinese or the elderly. Yeah, like the pe- people that are at risk for it are, uh, like you said, elderly or if you're already compromised with your immune system. If you got some kind of other issue going on, that'll make you susceptible to illnesses like this. Yeah. So now everyone on the left is also blaming Trump of shock, horror, racism. <laughs> Saying, oh, the coronavirus, people are moving away from Chinese people on the trains because of, you know, yeah, that we, because they might be spreading the coronavirus. Yeah, that's why we're moving away from them. Yeah, it's not racist to try and protect your life. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna sit i'm not going to you know if i'm called a racist for trying to protect my life then so be it call me a racist right exactly so yeah now a conservative group have backed someone in the uk who's known as i can't remember her name but she but she's been labeled the anti-greta 
Okay. All right. If that makes sense. Yeah, uh, Gre- Greta Thunberg. Yeah, but she's been labeled the anti-Greta. Okay, I got you. So, yeah, and now apparently, I, I don't know much about it, but I'm assuming people are losing their marbles. I wanted to say something else, but I don't want to be cancelled. <laughs> no, I get it. I understand. So, yeah, and now CNN are now shaming live are now shaming black Trump supporters live on television. That's right. And I also watched your video on how Chris, Christian, no, 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 who was it that was uh, nearly killed by that Bernie bro? Are you talking about Steve Scalise? Yes, yes, Steve Scalise. Yeah. Um. So yeah, a lot of... Uh, he, a lot of Bernie bros were saying, "Why? How would? How could we possibly try to kill someone?" And that person was a Bernie supporter. Right. Did... I mean, that's. I mean, but people don't. They don't seem to really pick that up. They kind of like ignore it, like it's not really, you know, a, a big deal. And they say, "Oh well, no, nah, you know, the whole Bernie thing don't matter." They try to ignore that, but then they try to say. If a Trump supporter gets into a fight, they didn't even start. They'll say the Trump supporter is the one that brought it on himself and he's violent. But it's not us. It's the other way around. It's them. Exactly. Now, a lot of people... Now, then Bernie Sanders was back then saying, oh, he... He couldn't... No, he didn't condemn them. He wanted to protect their... He wanted to protect his image, which is already tarnished as it is. That's right. So... Harvey Weinstein found guilty. About time. Nippy, we got we got some noise in the background. What is that? Oh, it's it's my phone. Let me just put it on silent. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be great. Yeah, I'm sorry. So many people are sending me notifications. I see. Yeah, it's off. Okay. So yeah, Bern apparently yeah Bernie Sanders then proceeded to phrase. Fidel Castro. Yeah, because he's all about trying to push communism as something that's a thing, and he'll he'll do he'll go through any lengths to do it, even praising a guy like Castro. And then he has, and then he has the nerve to call Trump a racist, a dictator, and all those things. Right. When Bernie Sanders praises Mao Zedong. And Fidel Castro's, who are actual dictators. Right. So this is just a another smear campaign against Trump. No, I'm with you. So, yeah. Now, when will the... Le- so now the left always blames us for being racist. I, I hear I hear more noise in the background. You guys, you got like what, what's going on? Let's 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 tight, tighten it up a little bit. Um, it's off now. I I had YouTube running in the background. <laughs> okay, I got let's you. Turn everything off. Yeah, it's off now. There we go. So now there was a video saying. Bernie bros show up at a Democrat official's. This is 
<laughs> Are they just going around random houses gate crushing? They, they, they're trying to uh, they're trying to protest. They're trying to say we don't want anything to happen at the primary. Any kind of funny business happening. Bernie Sanders getting the nomination taken away from him. But I'm like, okay, you want to protest? That's fine. But don't come to my house because you might get something that you didn't bargain for when you stepped to me. They're protesting that they want peace at the rally, yet they're being the complete opposite of peace. Yeah, don't don't come to my house. You know, if you want to protest, exactly. do it somewhere else. But you come to my house, you might get. Hey, I, I got I got a surprise. Yeah, you, you might yeah. not like it. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, Nippin, I got I got to actually wrap because I'm I'm kind of past my time. It's like eleven oh four. Of course, yeah, it's uh four a.m. around my time. Yeah, four minutes past four in London. Right, no doubt. So yeah, is is that all? That's it, man. I got to wrap it on up, man. Yeah. Thank you for the call. Yeah, I shall call you. Oh wait, my thing is finished now. My work placement. So I shall see you on Thursday. Thursday, your time. Wednesday, my time. I got you, boss. Yep. Yeah. I shall see you then. All right, then. Take care, man. Peace. Peace. All righty. Well, that'd be a wrap for me. And if, and if you're listening to me, change your smoke detector battery, please. I'm hearing that chirping in the background. That's what that is. Change that, please. You don't want to get caught in a situation where there's a, you know, something happens and you need the alarm to work and it's not. So change the battery in the smoke detector, please. And if anybody hears that beeping in their house, change your smoke detector. My dad, firefighter, 22 years. If he was to come to your house and hear that, he, he'd be, he, he'll, he'll trip. He'll have a fit. So, yeah, that's all I got. Thank you all for being here. Definitely appreciate you. Shout out to the last Super Chatters right here. And you guys have been great tonight. Um, Super Chat, PayPal, Patreon, the membership thing, buying the merch. You guys have been great. Thank you to Stacey Felice who says thank you with the emoji. Well, thank you for your donation and your very uh, kind support. I appreciate it. Thank you to my man, SOBC, who says, I'm tired of identity politics. People on the right sound like leftists now. Blacks this, black that, brown this, brown that. To H with all that crap. (laughs) Thank you for your donation, man. Definitely appreciate you. I think one thing... People got to understand is uh, the black community, if you will, want the outreach from the right. It's a it's a request. So it's like, okay, if there's a request there to outreach in order to maybe just get more votes and to get to be to be a part of the community. All right. Ask and you shall receive black voices for Trump. There you go. Boom. We have an office right near you. We'll have guys and girls right near you you could talk to and come on into the fold. And my my goal, my my viewpoint, my, my vision for the future would be to have everybody pretty much be on one accord to where the labels won't be necessary to have it all. That's my dream for the future. Shout out to Mandatory Carey who says, I ran created coronavirus to frame China. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hey, that could happen because they had a lot of cases over there too. Didn't the vice president get it? Different story, and I digress for now. Thank you all for being here. I most certainly appreciate you. I will be back live on Wednesday. And, of course, I'll be live Saturday next week as well. This video will be available as an audio-only podcast on Monday on your favorite audio streaming platform. Um, We're now on iTunes. We're on Spotify, Google 
um, what's that? Google Podcast, whatever it is, the Google Podcast platform, uh, Stitcher, Anchor, wherever you listen to your podcast, just search for me, ABO Live, and you should see this red icon come up with my name, Anthony Logan, on it, and that's the podcast right there. And if you want a link, that is in the description box below. Matter of fact, I'm going to put it in the chat box so you have it at your fingertips at your convenience. Let me go ahead and put that right there. And that's it. That's the Anchor FM link. But if you click there, you'll be able to see the other platforms that is on. Alrighty. So I think that will be a wrap. Thank you for joining it again. I will see you guys again live on Wednesday. Videos every day throughout the week for Sunday. And oh, thank you to the moderators. Of course, you guys did a great job. Shout out to uh, Michelle A. Eliza Jean, Sushi, Bill from the Hills, um, all you guys for, for doing a great job. Ansel, everybody, thank you all. That's all I got. That's everything. So until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.